Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. Somebody call here this afternoon, uh, uh, Earth to Rudy. See, Rudy's still not there, but uh, he says he was connected. And, you know, we bring him in through Wednesday to Friday. we got to work out the kinks still a little bit sometimes with uh, Rudy Grande there. And uh, Edad Muska, we've got a hour one full of fun here located uh, right here on your channel on am 1600 there's roku tv there's amazon fire there's apple tv you can podcast us we've been getting that stuff up and then don't forget the downloads for rock of talk.tv and rock of talk.com uh and latest news going out uh, with regard to the covid 19 virus is the omicron i mean this stuff is not going to stop and i think that's kind of where we're going to kick things off uh, here today because they're it, just as we told you, and I know so many of you, you get upset, you don't want to hear it. Oh, this is doom and gloom. I'm not the doom and gloom part here, folks. I've been here since day one, since day one, since March 13th of all this. So we've been talking about this and working, holding hands, working through it together. And the crap that comes from the state of New Mexico government, uh, it's driven people out of here. Your your friends and neighbors are thinking of other places to live. It, trust me, <laughs> the grass is not greener uh, anywhere else either. Okay. Things are more expensive. You know, the uh, I don't even know what the Dow Jones Industrial Average did today, but I can tell you that it is artificially lifted in, in all this. And, you know, we're all going through a lot in one form or another, whether it's the stresses of the holiday, whether it's stresses of not getting a jab and standing by your principles and all these things. Like the governor doesn't need to add to any of this. And just right on cue, if you go to krqe.com, and this is, I want you to recognize, remember what I said yesterday. If you don't know how to think about the problem, then you are not thinking, period. You cannot get through it. You will not get through it. I should be more forthright with you. And it says, New Mexico health leaders update states COVID-19 trends. Just in time to kick off December for them to invade your life. You shouldn't have to think about your governor, your government, or any of these things. But nonetheless, here we are. Oh, well, they want us to pay attention to them, uh, Nancy, but maybe we need to turn on the TV. Turn off the TV. You don't need these problems in your life any longer, and they're not feeding you good information, okay? Let, let's get the update. Let's let's go to Dr. Scrace and see what he says. Well, Eddie Aragon and Dowd Muska have already told you what is going to be said, how it's going to be planned out, how the progression of this is going. Like, you are going to be living in a COVID-positive world for quite a long time. Maybe forever. The briefing marks the first update from health leaders in two weeks. Oh, what? Uh, wow. It's all sorts of gearing up for next year's uh, re-election. And she's not ahead, folks. She is way ahead. She's offering 7% raises, gross receipts tax. She's playing with $22 billion. I mean, this woman is loaded for bear, plus another $3.5 million in her campaign kitty. You tell me how we are going to overcome that in this year. And then she's requiring people. She's literally requiring people to be vaxxed before they go into the roundhouse. Right. And now I guess the leaders don't, I don't, I don't, it's, it's all sorts of misinformation. Mexico reported 1,132 no COVID cases. 
12 additional deaths, 630 people, uh, 33 people hospitalized with the virus. Okay, we look at this and say, oh, what does this all mean to you? It doesn't mean anything to you. Has it meant anything to you since March 13th? Should it have changed one point of your life? Should your business have shut down? Of course not. Of course not. Because other states have kept open, and the impact per 100,000, we are literally the second highest in the country. All the masking and vaccine, done nothing for you. Presbyterian University of New Mexico Hospital reported Tuesday, the respective hospitals were 120 and 140% capacity. Wait, I thought there was a 6,400 nurse shortage. So they couldn't actually staff the hospitals. So what does that capacity actually mean? Oh, they're at capacity in terms of what they can handle. What they can handle based upon how they're staffed. And they're telling you, even though they already ruled on it, in fact, I'm looking at it right here on this uh, Instagram uh, quote, that the courts that Donald Trump left behind have struck down Biden's requirement for frontline workers mandating their vaccine. Doesn't that put our healthcare system in a large predicament at this point and say, oh, we don't have to mandate Right now, they're pushing back, and we saw that all the Los Alamos people let go, so people are working in, in a technical aspect. Now they had to get back to work. Not only that, we're not going to be able to do it at home, and if you're not vaxxed, you're going to get fired. You tried to do that to the frontline workers? Like, what's more important? Well, we are staffed 120 to 140% capacity. What they're not telling you is that those hospitals aren't full. I know. I talk to healthcare professionals daily, daily. They would rather fire doctors and fire nurses as opposed to keep them so that they can go ahead and take care of the people who are, quote-unquote, infected, test positive. I don't know how you want to go ahead and characterize it. Now, I want to read something to you, because this came to me earlier, and they did a, an email to all of the Albuquerque public schools. Now, they, it, remember, I'm, I'm carrying this fight. We here in the Kiva are carrying this fight. We continue to fight for the 505, okay? We have to. There's nothing else left. Uh, by the way, I got my big, beautiful map of Albuquerque today. I was so pleased. I get to look at it, and it was like, where do I live? I live in Albuquerque. We're going to improve this place, whatever it takes. Like, I, I have to remind myself, there is no escapism. There is no, well, you know, things are going to get better if, uh, no. We're going to fight for our place that we have lived for this long. It's, it's vital. You know it. I know it. Oh, we're going to cut up and have fun on the radio, cut up and have fun on TV. Oh, oh they're taking away our, our freedoms, and then you just have a bunch of people blowing a bunch of hot air. That's, that, that, that's the other places. That's the other stations. Whining, moaning. Did they jump in any races? Did they get involved in politics? They decided to say, well, I, if, it's gonna be to, if it's up to me, it's going to be, or it's going to be, it's gonna, up to me, right? You're going to get involved. You're going to try and change something. Putting your money where your mouth is, putting your, your, everything out there. That's what we've done. That's what we've done every single day, okay? Whether you appreciate it or not, that's entirely up to you. We love doing it because we know it is the most important work, the most important work here for this state. Your political leaders aren't doing jack squat. They're hiding around, gearing up for the, for the session. Okay, what, what are you going to introduce? You don't have any numbers. You're going to work across the aisle again? I'm sure. Well, here's what working across the aisle gets you. It gets you the type of thing that, Michelle Lujan Grisham is giving 7% raises. You think the education 
uh, department is going to be uh, saying, well, we don't want that. They haven't been at work. These are people who haven't gone to work. They said, well, if not every kid is vaxxed, I'm not going to go back to work. Well, what? What? You're a teacher. There's no spread amongst these children. Every single day I get these, you know, notices that come in. So-and-so was exposed to COVID-19. Oh, okay. I don't remember us getting any of those notices for, let's say, the flu. I don't see us getting any of those notices for anything else that's out there. We know that it, this kills like 0.00000001% of children. And now we're going to go ahead and mail. Oh, we're going to roll out the vaccine. Five to 11-year-olds. Well, now here comes the punishment. Just like, like, just like we told you. Just like we told you. They're going to turn the screws on you again. That's from APS. Eddie, my kiddos aren't in APS, but they started this today. APS emailed a test. To stay. Did you hear me? They emailed a test to stay. That means if you want your kid to be in school, you have to test to stay and enroll in the program. So that you, your child can go to school. When you decided not to fight for your job, when you decided to lay down, when those very proud people at Sandia decided, oh, I'm just going to get the shot, it's going to be okay, this is all fine. And now you got Omicron drifting into California today. We got one confirmed case. There we go. We're going to start the forest fire. We're going to drop the match in the forest and just let it blow up. Test to stay. Starting today, if you are unvaccinated and exposed at school, You have to test three times over a week just to stay. Only if you are unvaccinated. Vaccinated are treated as if they can't transmit COVID. Again, all sorts of stupid. I read that. And my reaction to this is much like your reaction. Oh, it's another day. Uh, the governor needs attention. She's running. She's going to say how she's coming in. She's taking care of things. And it's the unvaccinated who are creating everything. When we clearly know that being vaccinated now means you have to have all your booster shots. So now we went from our vaccination rate to be like 75% down to, what, what did we say last week, Dad? Like 23, 24%. Mm-hmm. This is an exercise in just having every single person follow along, top to bottom. And if you don't, you're going to get punished and we're going to make you an outlier. We're going to make sure that you can't participate, that you can't go into restaurants, that you better be showing your vax card. That's coming, right? We, we, we already told you all of these things. Not, that is not the case in other places. And how could you even follow Michelle Lujan Grisham's edicts at this time when they haven't actually proven, and this is the, this is the part that, that blows my mind, when they haven't actually proven at this point, to have reduced the spread or reduced the number of infections or reduced any of these things. We haven't, we haven't seen that happen. Number, se- <clears throat> number seven in deaths the last seven days among the country, whole country, deaths, deaths per 100,000 population. We are seventh highest right now, seventh out of 50. What do we tell you? We're going to go back one more time. I mean, reintroduce this whole iver- ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, not prescribed here. Okay. If you talk to a physician at the University of New Mexico Hospital, if you talk to physicians, over at Presbyterian, if you talk to physicians at any of these hospitals, they cannot prescribe ivermectin. They cannot prescribe hydroxychloroquine. They can do it in Arizona. They can do it in Utah. They can do it in Texas. They're doing it in Texas, in fact. Has there been more, have there been more deaths, Dowd, 
in the state of New Mexico than there's been deaths in, say, for example, Texas or Florida? Yeah, just looked at the latest numbers on all our neighbors. Uh, the star here is actually Colorado. Their mm. cases are down 27% in the last mm. week. Their hospitalizations are down uh, 2%. Arizona is doing pretty amazing when it comes to cases. They're down 27%. But the real star here, uh, you know, we look at three different metrics, cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. The real star here is the Lone Star Republic of Texas. Their death numbers, they are down 39% in the last week in I don't the free need, state of Texas. I don't need to tell you what you already just heard. I don't need to confirm to you what you now understand that nothing of what the governor is doing is having any impact. What I wish I could get is Republicans to say this in unison and independents to say this in unison and Democrats to say this in unison. This ends when we all say no. No to masking, no to vaccine, no to restricting. Let this take its progression. We're living in a COVID world. We need to get back to life, okay? Not more restrictions. And some of you are doing that and living your life, and that's great, okay? I see it all the time. But when I go to Smith's and we literally have security guards patrolling around and telling people to put on their masks, I know that we're losing the fight. We are losing the fight going into a second year. A second year. March will enter our third year. <laughs> and March, March 14th will be year three of COVID. So their updates, 4, 7, 13, I believe the Albuquerque Journal. And again, uh, we have to look at what does the front page say? What is it telling us? Are they, what are they trying to get you on board with? Yes, their view. Fear, here's what's happening. This is what I want you to do. Pay attention to the updates. You're not complying. It's the unvaccinated. We're not going to go ahead and do these things. And then you have a 27% reduction uh, in Colorado. And you have Governor Polis, who's a Democrat, who says, we're not going to do what New Mexico is doing. They're making these uh, mandatory shutdowns and uh, doing the masking. These people are not on your side. None of your government officials at this point are on your side. They're not working to help you. They're not going to help you. They're not interested in the quality of your life. They are interested in telling you what to do, however. And you're going to continue to see that. So I think given that we've seen another update here from the state health leaders, quote unquote, I'm not sure if Michelle Lujan Grisham even made it out front, um, but it's ostensibly she she may have because uh, we're going to get into I think her big push, which is all about her getting reelected next year. How are you personally going to make it your life's mission to stop her from being reelected? What campaign are you going to get involved in? Maybe you're going to decide to run. Maybe you're going to go ahead and decide, you know, I don't like my representative. I'm going to run myself. I don't care. Get involved. I ain't running for anything for a long time, if ever. What I will tell you is that you should do what I have done, which is to participate which is to get involved and stick your neck out there for something, okay? Knock doors, talk to your neighbors, get involved, okay? And I, you don't even have to be a Republican if you don't want to. Be an independent, just get in there. Make something happen, change the conversation. You know, I'm getting lots of feedback from our listeners all the time. It's like, Eddie, 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 oh, wow, you were talking about, you're talking about, you're talking, yes, and we're changing the conversation. And we have been. And getting involved in a mayoral race that did exactly that. And right now, you are seeing a very weakened mayor and a very, I think, at least for the time being, coming into December until today, as soon as she starts handing out all the freebies, right? That, that's going to pass with flying colors. 
one of the things that won't be discussed is that these people didn't work. Oh, we worked harder than ever. We were at home in our chonas, hanging <laughs> right. out at home, watching Netflix. I was reading mm-hmm. papers all time. And, and you teachers, oh, you, yeah, particularly some of these husbands of some of the, the teachers who work so hard. Oh, we just, we did everything for, for the kids during COVID to try and get, what did you do? Please, I'd love to hear because we're not hearing about it. We know that you're pushing, you know, critical race theory. We know that you're pr- uh, pushing a uh, uh, gender identity politics oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, curriculum. We know that your mandate early sexualization of children in your schools. We know that there's a, a kid who got shot at at uh, Washington Middle School. We know that it's more violent. There's more fights. We know there's a lot of bad things in the educational set. But hey, let's reward the teachers' union. Make yeah. sure that all the teachers, the unions, and they. We really care. It's for the children. How, how many of these teachers exercise their rights under the recent Supreme Court decision to not pay any dues to that union anymore? Zero. And just go back to being a professional educator and focus on children. If you have not resigned from your union <laughs> and you claim to be a credible educator, a professional educator, focus on helping children, uh, you have no credibility in my book. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Eddie, can Gout confirm that any of our hospitals are providing mono, uh, monoclonal antibody treatment? Let me dig on that. Uh, we'll look at that. So. All right, check in with uh, Rudy Grande now. I think he's on. All right, let's put things together. And we're going to start with the weather, which is looking mighty fine. 64 degrees out there, so it's even feeling good. Not feeling so good if you're on Gibson coming away from Kirtland Air Force Base and trying as you're making your way westbound to get on to I-25 northbound. An accident there. They do have all the lanes open. That's the good news. But once on I-25, it's going to be under 40 miles an hour all the way over to central. Southbound 25, not faring much better. Coming away from Osuna, right into that sunset, all the way to Montgomery, you're under 30 miles an hour. In Rio Rancho, not a whole lot of fun. On the 528, looks like it's going to be slow from Sarah up to southern, but at least no accidents there. And in the South Valley, looks like Rio Bravo is going to be a test of patience from the railroad tracks at second as you make your way westbound to and uh, let's see, that would be uh, Isleta. All right, this traffic report brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. They offer your family that peace of mind, knowing that your loved one is well taken care of. They have uh, meal preparation, hygiene maintenance, Amazing Grace offering a variety of in-home care services. Get a hold of them by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's step back into the Rock of Talk. All right, good job, Rudy. I'm glad that uh, he's back. And uh, here we go. So uh, here's the update. New Mexico health officials are considering redefining the fully vaccinated term to include booster shots uh, or a third dose of the vaccine. During uh, the news conference, Dr. Scray said it would be in the coming days that a change is going to be announced. So the more hoops that you got to drive through, the booster shots, like you, if you've got the first two and, and you regret getting those first shots, you don't have to take the booster shot, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? Many of you aren't. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. 22.8% of the state's population has taken the booster shot. You want a real good chance uh, to go ahead and uh, make sure that uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham doesn't get reelected here in this state. I'll tell you the best thing you can do. Don't take your booster shots. It's really that simple. It shows your level of unhappiness. You're not protecting yourself. These booster shots aren't, aren't protecting you from other variants that are coming out. Uh, what's the next va- variant? That's, you're not going to have a booster shot for that. You don't need this stuff. This hasn't been well developed. The science isn't there. We're not getting anywhere with this. We're getting more and more infections. And no, it isn't because I'm circulating throughout the rest of the uh, state all day long uh, because I'm unvaccinated spreading COVID-19. Like, 
apparently the people who are unvaccinated don't worry about their health. They're just the super spreaders in some weird way, yet they don't suffer any of the symptoms. Like, oh, yeah, those must be the reptilians, right? We are the reptilian people. <laughs> I think that's the way we look at that. But uh, back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva, I'll take your calls. I'm going to open up the phone lines just uh, a little early. Uh, I've got a lot of things I want to get to more on COVID, and we'll cover that when we return. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and your world what your favorite radio station is. The Rock of Talk at abq.fm and am1600kiva. The Kiva, here in Albuquerque. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. This week can be your best week, the week when you get onto a better path with your money. Call me, Tom Crow, at Crow Financial Advisors to give your nest egg the attention it deserves. 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you fooling yourself about your retirement savings? What return have you seen on your retirement funds in the last year? The last five Now's the time to reach for new support to move toward your goals. Call Tom Crow at 243-2281. At Revelco of New Mexico, we believe no vehicle should be stolen, period. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device is unlike any other. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's Historic Candy Lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. 
and enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Such a feeling's coming over me. There is wonder in most everything I see. Not a cloud in the sky, got the sun in my eyes, and I won't be surprised if it's a dream. Everything I want the world to be is now coming true, especially for me. And the reason is clear, it's because you are here, you're the nearest thing to heaven that I've seen. I'm on the top of the world. Down on creation and the only explanation I can find Is the love that I've found ever since you've been around Your love's put me at the top of the world Well, the sweet voice, sweet woman uh, lived only 32 years, died from uh, complications of anorexia nervosa, which, you know, people didn't know uh, what it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was the child, um, that was her older brother, who was on the, on the keys there. Uh, very, very sad life. I think it was a movie made about her. There was, and, yes. Uh, Silkwood, is that what it was? Uh, so I think that's Silkwood, I think was the name of that. But uh, pretty pretty sad thing that's going on. I'd love to get your reaction. Uh, USNL, uh, Saturday, uh, no, not Saturday night, Sandia National Lab. See, we'll do. Uh, Sandia National, you are now 0% vaccinated as soon as they roll out the new stuff. And so you're going to get a fresh new group of people while they're trying to fire the uh, other people on December 8th. They're going to let all the other people go because they're not vaccinated. Now, according to Dr. Disgrace's new uh, level up, if you will, right, 
That's gonna. It's funny. It's it's, it's not uh, funny. I gotta laugh. Now right, you're gonna have to, I cry. How do you fire people at Sandia National Labs <laughs> if you have zero percent vaccination? Right. You will have zero percent vaccination because <clears throat> they literally just changed it. Uh, this is it. Uh, we are going during Wednesday's news conference. It'll be in the coming days that a change would be announced. So you're not considered vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That's the way that it will go. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead uh, here. Eddie. Yes. Uh, you owe me 50 bucks because I, I said you weren't going to win. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go ahead and keep your money. Oh, Look, hey, hey, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate <laughs> That's great. Uh, you're the a-hole of the hour. For that, I can just put you on hold. I've got other calls I can take. Caller, you're, you're, uh, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, guys, Francisco. Um, so we're talking about a candidate, right? For governor. Anyone. I'm going with, yeah. Karen, I'm going with Karen Maroney. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Well, actually, I'm helping the campaign here. Okay. And this is the first time I've ever done it. And I'll tell you why. One. I'm waiting. <laughs> of course. We see our whole life. We see everything that's going on here in Albuquerque and the state. Okay. It's dying. It's falling apart. I work in small business. I work with small businesses, restaurants. They're dying. Costs are outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID in the schools, COVID everywhere. All these regulations, everything um, that they do is negative for us. Um, Karen, I believe in Karen. She's conservative, 100%. She's strong. Um, she's honest. Okay, and this is what I tell everybody. She will not sell us out. And neither will... Um, Zeke Rodriguez, and he's running for lieutenant governor. Okay. They will not sell us out. They would rather die, okay, than sell New Mexico. And that's very important because even if we get another Republican in there, they're Republican. The Republican Party is very weak in Albuquerque and New Mexico. Um, they're more in the middle of the road. They're closer to what Democrats used to be than, than with the Republican. I mean, you know, the mm-hmm. Democrats are far left now. Mm-hmm. But that's the candidate I'm supporting. Okay. She is very educated on uh, the issues. Um, she's a very strong person. Very, She'll stand up for us. She'll stand up to Michelle face-to-face. Okay. Who can beat her? Who can beat Michelle? I put someone like Karen in front of her. Okay. It'll be Karen's personality against Michelle's. And I know it's going to be a hard road to just to win the Republican primary, but two things. Uh, Ron Ketty, he's just a face. Second, um, uh, Rebecca Dow. She says uh, one thing, and then she votes another way. She voted for CRT. They don't call it CRT here. They call it something, charter or something. But she voted for it, okay? And Rebecca Dow, for- uh, you, yeah. you're saying that Rebecca Dow voted for critical race theory, Francisco? Yeah. It's bill number 43. Bill 43. You can go look it up. Okay, well, we, House we're, Bill 43. Yeah, we're not challenging you. We're just getting the information. Yeah. So that, Check it out, man. I mean, let's start hey, talking hey, about hey, this. Let me, let me it's help, never let, too early, brother. Hey, hey, we talk about it all the time, but yes, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, when you're selling, okay. you got to unload the chip off your shoulder, okay? Your candidate's good, and, <laughs> and we love that. And I'm glad that you're getting in here and standing up for it. And you're speaking out negatively against the other candidates, uh-huh. and that's what needs to happen. Well, just facts. They're, I'm not saying she's a bad person or anything, but. But you literally – see, here's what you just did. And I know politics, uh-huh. as you know, probably is good or better course, than anybody. So I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me know when I can talk. No, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Okay, I appreciate that. So when, when you're talking to people and you put them in a defensive position as if I am somehow taking issue with you, they won't run to, you know, join up with Karen Bedoni because they're sure. going to look at your camp 
and they're going to say, well, they're just a bunch of defensive, overly sensitive, you know, think that they are entitled. And when you're selling people, you can't go around doing that. So what I would tell you is say, you know, sell the benefits of Karen, which you have. I've done a nice job. Outline the policies and then talk about the other candidates and why they're not equipped was specifically referencing that, but don't force me into a defensive position as if I'm defending oh, other no, people. I just think that maybe I'm a little nervous. Oh, well, don't be nervous. <laughs> hey, did Fred, I listen to you all the time? No you, one's going to tell you what to do. You, you come, yeah, that's true. Uh, you come in and nobody should tell you what to do, Francisco, especially the government. How about that? So let me, yeah, exactly. let me just, let me just, uh, let yeah. me just suggest something uh, here in all of this. You want to come in here and stop your candidates or have Karen do it or whoever wants to come in. You're welcome to pick up the phone. We don't screen phone calls. We bring people in and uh, we will challenge awesome, you on those things. Okay. So, so, you know, this is your avenue to start. If, if Karen's going to roll out something, you know, it changes the, the conversation, the dialogue. And uh, there really isn't a dialogue that's happening right now. So kudos to you no, for no, definitely kudos to you for taking the opportunity to present your candidate. Anything else, sir? Well, I just got to say, if it's going to change, like you always said, get off the couch because no one's going to do it for us. That's right. Get your ass off it's the couch, off. Francisco. <laughs> he's doing that. Good We're stuff. the only ones that are going to do this. All right. Uh, Francisco, you have right my on. eternal grat- gratitude for reminding me of House Bill 43 uh, in the regular session. <clears throat> One of the things, the, you know, what did Captain Willard say in Vietnam? The BS piles up so fast you need wings to stay above it. I don't quite have the wings at times to stay above the BS in New Mexico. This was the black education bill uh we did a kill bill on this actually i really hadn't gone back to check on it because i just thought this was just some silly thing that would just sort of fall by the wayside a lot of a lot of bills do particularly at the end of the session when major pieces of legislation like maybe the budget haven't been enacted yet so uh this bill actually passed eddie uh it enacts a new section of the public school code creating the black education advisory council and a black education liaison position oh, that's, that's gonna be a nice cushy gig to advise the public education department on policy and programs related to the education of african-american students not all students african-american students and serve as a resource for school districts and charter schools uh, additional duties of the council and liaison include writing white papers on methods and practices to improve educational outcomes and experiences for all students no african-american students yep. and preparing an annual black education status Report this, uh, as Francisco said, was HB 43 in the uh, the regular session this year, and I just looked at the vote count. Oh, Every yeah. single Republican in the House voted for this. Every single Republican in the Senate voted for this. And of course, that would include uh, Rebecca Dow running for uh, the Republican nomination for governor. Not one Republican cast a vote against this atrocious piece of legislation. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you, Dowd. Um, where's our Republican Party if they're voting for critical race theory? And, you know, I think that's a, a question. Yep. I think Francisco made a good point, you know, uh, when he clearly identified, yeah, the, they have moved further to the left and the Republicans have moved to where the Democrats were. Mm-hmm. And if yes. every single Republican is voting for critical race theory, which we could say that that is, right? It's a modified version of critical race theory because we're changing it based upon we're not we're not talking about 1619 or any of that stuff but i think it's it's pretty clear to 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 indicate that this is supporting critical race theory oh uh, it also the development of it requires all school personnel to uh take an annual online anti-racism racial awareness and sensitivity training good job job. republicans Uh, stephanie lord also voting for that greg schmidis uh also voting for it you know big champions of the uh, conservative movement literally voted for all of this and you know both of those people are welcome to go ahead and call in but the vote uh, is official and it's been passed in and uh 
Bob's your uncle. So. Uh, Schmidies was absent. Oh, okay, good. He took a pass. Uh, right. Let's see. Stephanie voted for it, though. Yeah. Stephanie voted for that. Yep. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Eddie. Oh, here we go. This guy who literally started in, his name is James. Uh, he says, uh, Eddie, listen to your callers. We are smart. We, you owe me $50. I told you Republicans don't have a chance in this state. Excuse me, Mr. Perfect Eddie. That's what he wrote on November 3rd. And he says, uh, Eddie, you're an idiot. You don't listen because you think you're smarter than everyone. Uh, <laughs> you want to go to the debates? You want to talk about any of this stuff? I listen all the time. That's all I do is listen. Why do you think I get smarter is because I listen. Uh, that's why you lost, a-hole. You don't know politics. You can't handle the truth, idiot. You get defensive right away. You're a crybaby. How am I a crybaby? I just literally shut him down. I'm like, well, I don't need to listen to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did present a choice, right? I love the fact that KKOB made all sorts of, uh, you know, yammerings about me being an unvaxxed candidate. Yeah, who's the hero now, a-holes? Huh? Uh, you're a crybaby if you don't get your way. What do you mean if I don't get my way? I, yeah, did anybody run a more respectable campaign after being challenged as much as I was? Like, you have no idea in the background what I was actually dealing with and what I was up against, both with against the Republican Party itself, running as a Republican, and by the way, not RPM. RPM, Steve Pierce, and the rest of them, just like they're rolling out the carpet for Lori Robertson and Renee Grout, did all of that for us, and those resources were absolutely there. You've always said good things, uh, yeah, from day one about the, yeah, the state party. They yeah. just absolutely regard to this campaign. I love James is your classic New Mexican. I bet he works for the state of New Mexico. I bet it, but his, I bet he's, he goes to. <laughs> I, I bet he works for the state of New Mexico. I bet he uh, cheers for the Dallas Cowboys eternally, right? I, I bet you he's registered as a big D Democrat. Uh, yeah, and he constantly talks about who he knows, right? The classic New Mexico thing is, dude, don't you know who I'm related to? I know the judge. Yeah, I, mean, I know. <laughs> yeah, tell us who his is. Uh, that's why you can't get elected in New Mexico because you don't listen to conservatives like me. You're not a conservative, dude. When you're hammering other conservatives from that standpoint and saying, oh, you lost, instead of saying, hey, how could we have helped you? Why aren't the Republicans jumping on board with this, all this you know, type of stuff? It, the people who can't handle the truth are people like you, James, I'm sorry to say. Uh, Eddie, I mean, so you can go back to school free, bro. You're a 4.6. <laughs> He's talking about, and that whole identity politic thing, see, the people who continue to play the identity politics, and I'm going to literally play, I'm, I'm literally going to uh, play the Jordan Peterson stuff. Oh and how they're breaking this stuff down. I, if I can get in and log in, I will, I will do that. Get your law degree, Eddie, uh, free, bro. They've got to let you in. Use it for God and our people, Esse. I like that. Oh, now this guy is not going to stop. He's about to get blocked. Now you're a respectable idiot. Whatever. You know, you, you'll never stick your... Look, look how I made Manny look. Look how I made Tim look during that entire time. That was fun. Uh, is that Keller or Manny calling you crybaby? That's very funny. Uh, at least Albuquerque had you for a choice, Eddie. Thank you for running. And Rio Rancho, the school board election failed. Uh, Rhino Greg Hull is vying for a third term in March with no viable candidate running against him. City Hall phones are now on voicemail. Albuquerque followed Rio Rancho's lead for the Gestapo speed bands parked around town. Teachers are happy to teach from home. Rio Rancho is no longer a bastion of conservatism. There you go. There it is. Oh, oh, James, call in. Go ahead. You're, you're going to talk over me. I'll let you call in one last time. You all come next week, uh, December 6th in Mimbres, which is... Down uh, south for uh, all the um, wine in Deming, New Mexico. Karen Carper was a special talent, yet the American Heart Association data says that these moronic death jabs are destroying hearts. mRNA COVID vaccines dramatically increases. Oh, this is this is interesting, Dowd. Mm -hmm. 
endothelial inflammatory markers and ACS risk as measured by the PULS cardiac test. This is coming out of ahajournals.org, okay? And uh, the ahajournals.org, the abstract uh, says they have been using the PLUS cardiac test to clinically validated measurement of multiple protein biomarkers which generates a score predicting a five-year risk uh-huh. of new acute coronary syndrome due to the jabs. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. mRNA COVID vaccines. Yeah, uh, that's every vaccine. Let me just give an update because we had a question in the last segment about monoclonal uh, antibodies. Um, there are infusions. I can't believe I'm saying this, Eddie, but according to the Department of State Department, this is state. This is, this is Michelle Lujan Grisham's uh, Department of Health. Uh, monoclonal antibody uh, antibody treatments. They have some descriptive stuff on the on the website, and they offer a uh, another uh, another organization. I guess it's uh, the Infusion Center, National Infusion Center, where you can go type in your zip code and find out where you can go to get these infusions. So apparently, that monoclonal antibody uh, antibody treatment, which Rand Paul has been behind for a long mm-hmm. time, uh, is available. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Department of Health is enabling people, helping people. Find these centers. You've got to just click on it. So uh, I think probably the best thing to do is just go directly. It's called locator, L-O-C-A-T-O-R dot infusioncenter.org, uh, locator dot infusioncenter.org. You can type in your address. I just did mine. Um, it looks like there's at least 20 infusion centers within uh, 20 okay. miles of Albuquerque. Wow. So uh, they haven't been able to shut down this, what appears to be a very reasonable treatment. Now, I know that Rand Paul, and it also says so on the Department of Health website, it's You've got to get the timing right. Apparently, it's it's effective only within a certain window of, of when you uh you know have contracted uh, when you, when you've tested positive. Um, you can't wait too long. You can't wait too short. But uh, if Rand Paul says it's it's effective, that I'm um, you know I'll defer uh, on to Rand Paul on a lot of medical issues. So apparently, it is available. And I think just skip the Department of Health uh entirely, folks. Uh, go to locator.infusioncenter.org, and they have all the contact information. For everything you uh, you might need, if you want to look into that kind of treatment, again, consult your doctor. Uh, I'm not a healthcare expert. And number two, I believe the uh, movie was Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story. That okay. was uh, that was the name. So just a couple of follow ups from the first segment. Uh, Eddie, APS maintenance and operations, police and custodians never took off. We worked through the school lockdowns and still are still working. Okay. Um, you you got to stop feeling like you know it's it's always an attack. You understand? We're talking about the teachers. That's what we were talking about. Are you going to get a 7% uh, pay increase? No, we're talking about specifically the teachers. And that will tell us. Test to stay, APS.edu. Let me read directly from this. Here it is. Beginning December 1st, unvaccinated and partially vaccinated students exposed to COVID can take a test to stay in school. Yes, that is that is real, folks. Test to stay. We can't even get kids to go to school as it is. <laughs> or graduate. Uh, yeah, they allowed unvaccinated, we allow unvaccinated, partially vaccinated students nice word there. Allow. exposed to COVID-19 to stay the school as long as they test negative in the days that follow. They can ride the bus, participate in extracurricular activities, including athletics and attend before and after school programs. Outside of school and school-related activities, students would still be expected to quarantine. Uh, do Are we going to see at this point just, you know, club football, Club soccer, club basketball. I mean, do you start your own organizations, really? neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, this is total ridiculous. To hell with APS. Really, literally to hell. Well, if you send your kids there, that's exactly where they're going. Ninety percent of San Diego National Labs is now reported to be fully vaxxed. Now all those employees will go back to zero percent. Precisely <laughs> you start the point over that zero. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> like, do you understand the game that you're playing? Uh, the rest of you are going to get fired. 
Now they've got to fire everybody. And at Sandia National Labs is going to be shutting down. That's what they should say. <laughs> Uh, because none of the guys are going to go and get the booster shots. What, uh, do you, what do you need to get a booster shot for? I'm remembering the, the great words of William the Refrigerator Perry. Son, you've worked your way up to a zero. <laughs> your, it, it, the game's all on again, folks, For if you've already gotten your jabs. Why did the FDA Pfizer want to hide documents for 50 years? That's it. That's interesting. Yeah, they're not going to actually tell you what's in the ingredients of the... And you'll all be dead by then anyway, so what's the difference? Uh, I can confirm that press is giving out the monoclonals. I got them 20-minute IV, one-hour observation after. So there you go. That's uh, that's what you just read down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Jordan Peterson uh, is the best. Eddie, it's hard to get an appointment for monoclonal out antibodies, and they're like a week out on the schedule. Oh. When I had COVID, my own doctor wouldn't even do the telehealth for me. They told me to go to the ER. Wow. Oh, jeez. Wow. You are <sighs> learning so much here. Remember, monoclonal antibody treatment, Presbyterian Hospital, has been offering this treatment for at least a year. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Uh, offered by Presbyterian. So. We've we got a few phone calls. Probably one of those is Jaime. Uh, we'll get to him uh, and uh, the other two in just a second. Let's check on weather and traffic. Rudy Grande. All right, looking pretty good as we uh, put things together, starting with the weather. Uh, sun's about to just finish its little set, and while it does, we have 62 degrees, and we also have a lot of brake lights. If you're going to be, I'm not sure which is better, Alameda or Paseo. Hmm. Alameda, the westbound trip spoils right there at about Guadalupe Trail. It's going to be that uh, 10 to 20 mile an hour trip all the way into Corrales. Paseo del Norte coming off I-25 all the way to second. Uh, that's not fun and gets even less fun. Once you get to the river, you'll be under 20 miles an hour all the way to Coors Boulevard at I-25 southbound. That's still a real hiccup from San Antonio south all the way to Montano. Hey, listen, this traffic report is brought to you by Monty's Cigar Shop. Monty's on San Mateo, just north of Comanche has, I mean, tons and tons of great cigars in the largest humidor in the Southwest. Hey, they've got gift cards as well. That will make a great Christmas present. Monty Cigars, it's right there on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, good job, Rudy. Appreciate that. Uh, Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, this is James. You're going to hang up on me? You didn't even let me finish what I, what I wanted to say. I wasn't being sarcastic with you, Eddie. With uh, telling you that I made a bet, go back to your archives. We made a bet over on on air. I was just telling you the reasons why. I wasn't being sarcastic, but you make it sound like I'm being sarcastic. And by the way, I, you, you don't have to start calling me names and saying I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan and I'm a Democrat. Hey, I'm a true conservative man, and I voted for Trump, and that's the only one I'm going to vote for. But you don't listen to the things that people are telling you and telling Republicans. Well, tell me. I'm sitting here listening. Well, the, the, Lay the it out. I mean, is, rather is, than uh, rag me out again, uh, we're sitting here waiting for your grand presentation. Eddie, Lay it out for us. You're, you're the one that called me an a hole and hung up. Okay. Uh, I, okay. Let me read. Is, All right. Good. So I guess you want to wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to this. Let me put you on hold again so you can go ahead and listen to exactly your text message. I, I know your abusive text messages, online. calling me and and spelling it out on my text message. Okay, well, so, you're so you're the, the one who called. Me first. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to do so this. Let me tell you what. Look, look, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to the, to the ground. You. Put attention. Put attention to Mr. Mr. Look, the first I'm thing, listening. The first thing Republicans have to do in this state is get rid of Steve Pierce. That's the number one thing. Conservatives don't want Steve Pierce. He's a swamp dweller from from Washington, and and that's what they people in New Mexico have to understand. And that's the main thing. 
And and they were saying that, uh, oh, well, we can't get good candidates. Well, I thought you were a good candidate, but you obviously didn't hang up on people when you were running for mayor. And I thought you were the best candidate. So right away you get defensive, Eddie. Stop with it. I'm, I'm listening to the commentary about Republican, not our interaction. Okay, well, the interaction, you started it. So what do you want me to do? Oh, my God. Like like, you you, you sounded like a Democrat oh calling me names. Oh, my God. You, you literally, you literally started that, the whole. That's how Democrats, if, when oh Democrats don't hey, have a defense. Hey, hey James, James, start calling names. James, we're sitting here listening to the problems of the Republican Party, and you, you really want to, I mean, you, you're welcome to come and, uh, you know, deal with this personally if this is this big. I really don't care enough about you to do it, but we do care to hear about why you think the Republican Party is going to continue to lose. You've only, you only made one point thus far in the two and a half minutes you've been on. And, so and Steve Pierce, gonna, you Steve know, Pierce look, is the first thing. What's the next thing, please? The next thing is, uh, yeah, you got to stop the fraud in the state of New Mexico. It's been going on for years. Why do you think you haven't been able to re- uh, elect a Republican here? You can't put uh, Mark Gronchetti out there. He's not going to do anything for the state of New Mexico. He's not going to win. The, these people that voted for Keller are the same people that are going to vote for Grisham. The people of New Mexico have to uh, wake up. Don't be so naive of what's going on. It's not just here in the state of New Mexico. Well, in California. New Mexico has become worse than California. We can't get a freaking uh, Republican, uh, I don't uh, rhinos. These are rhinos. You can't even get a rhino uh, uh, elected in this state. And, and for the reason is, is fraud, just like it happened in 2020 uh, with, with Donald Trump. That's what's happening in New Mexico. And I told you this when you were running for mayor. You've got to jump on that first. You've got to get ahead of the fraud. And, 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 and that's the number one issue. Get rid of Steve Pierce and all the people that run the Republican Party of New Mexico. You can't even get a hold of them to have a decent conversation with them. They had that idiot on 770 today. And obviously, of course, he's not going to take questions from anybody, you know, because he does not do nothing but anything for himself. That's all I'm saying. But I told you that when you ran for mayor, I said, if you don't stop the fraud, how do you in the world do you get 58 percent? How does McKellar get 58 percent a Democrat elected in Albuquerque? I know only 100,000 out of 500,000 voted, but that's that's the thing. I know people personally who say, and these are communist Democrats, that go and vote twice. It's, it's there. But people aren't paying attention. Why do you think Donald Trump said, if you don't fix 22? You ain't going to have a 24. And that's the same thing that's happening in New Mexico. If you don't fix that now, you'll never get a Republican uh, uh, elected in the state of New Mexico. And and, and the Republicans in this state, they better watch out down south because Yvette Harrell is going to be ousted by fraud again. Because they ousted her the first time, and they're going to do it a second time all right, if so, they don't watch out. And these people that are running the Republican okay, okay, Party right, of so New now, Mexico. Yeah, you're just, we've, we heard you. You literally made the same point four times. And so we've got two points. One is the fraud, and one is Steve Pierce. Okay, I hear you loud and clear, and that's fine. All right, so I don't know how much you actually know about what you're talking about. But do you know who ran against uh, Steve Pierce for state party chair for the Republican <sighs> Party last year? Who was it? Well, obviously you don't know because you're talking to him. Well, who was it? You? I thought it was you. Well, then why, why, why didn't you say me if you knew? So there it is. Okay. I lost, I lost well, well, by one how vote. How come you didn't win? How come you didn't win? you got to start going door to door. People in this state. Uh, Are you gonna, have, have you, run, have you ever run a campaign, James? I mean, seriously, I don't know why, why you. I should. Why, why I you, should because you know people what? You're, that are running for politics don't know what the hell's going on and don't listen to people. You, you know, don't you know, James, to the, the instead, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm, I'm fine with all your criticism, okay? 
but you can't criticize unless you participate. Okay. You can't do anything unless you vote. All right. And you do vote. So that's good. Um, but you haven't participated. And so what I, what I'm, I'm glad that you're doing. How do you, how do you know that Eddie? How do you know I haven't participated? Oh See, there my you go God. things. Man, hey, so can, I, can, I, can I finish? Fans. Can I finish, please? Yeah, let you run go on ahead. and on for two and a half minutes, dude. All right, go ahead. Go God, ahead. Man. Like, I don't even know who would talk to you, given the way that you like confront people. So listen to this. So I ran last year for state party chair. All right. I told Steve Pierce prior to me thinking about running for uh, U.S. Senate at the time, and that just wasn't something. My name recognition wasn't high enough, and you know, Ron Ketty got into the race with McCluskey, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to deal with all of that stuff. But I did want to, you know. Uh, move uh, Ron Kenny more representation because he ultimately, I thought he did, given everything that had happened, uh, he took some serious blows. He was not a Trumper. Uh, we put him on on blast on all sorts of things. And one of the things that did happen, and we're going to continue this uh, conversation to kick off hour two because there's a lot of things to unpack here. But when Ron Ketty ran, he was voting for the basically... Uh, you know, supporting the the green energy stuff, the ETA stuff. I mean, those are all things. And we've got to get our Republicans away from there. You just heard about critical race theory. We've got to get our Republicans away from there. And that comes with Republican leadership. So I had told uh, Steve, I said, I want to run the party because I think I can lead it in, in that direction. But he decided to go ahead and run again, which is totally fine. And then we, you know, kissed and made up, whatever. All right. And now I, 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 I know Steve Pierce. I can text him whatever I need to do. Then I ran for CD1. And I don't know what happened, by the way, in that election, James. I don't know what happened in the state party election. We just literally waited two hours for the tabulations to come in. Like it was kind of weird that we couldn't get our own election within the party. And they said, Oh, that's what it is. And we recalculated. And now Steve beat me by like 30 votes or something. They said, okay. But everybody was very, very hopeful. They were very, very hopeful that I was going to run the state party. And that would have been exciting because it would have sent it in a brand new direction. And you know that I can, you know, conduct a campaign and conduct myself very well. Now we went into the CD one race. All right. I remember I was the first person to get into CD1. I said, okay, I'm going to use this and I'm going to go ahead and galvanize. And then we had a bunch of no-name people with no reputations, no anything whatsoever, nothing improved. And one got four, one got six votes, one got eight votes. Hey, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but when can you run for state party again? Uh, at the end of next year. Yeah. Okay, well, you need but, to do it. Well, I don't know that I will, but we'll, it, well, that's another uh, thing. Let me hit the top of the hour news because there's a lot of good things that you're saying. You have You share an opinion that many other people have, but I'm going to get you to participate. Okay. And I don't want you to say, well, how do you know I haven't? Well, if I don't recognize you and I don't know your name and I don't know anything, there's a pretty good chance because I'm practically encyclopedic on the people who are participating in the party. Okay. So I'll be back at the top of the hour at news. Uh, I think it's a good call. I think it's one for all of us to learn on. And I think that uh, we should do that. And let's use this as a, a point of clarity, uh, if you will. We'll check on weather and traffic when we return as well. Sit the top of the hour news. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says a person with the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus has been identified in California. 
The person had returned to the United States from a trip to South Africa on November 22nd. All their known contacts have so far tested negative for the variant. Chief Medical Advisor to President Biden, Dr. Anthony Fauci, describing the patient's condition. The individual was fully vaccinated and experienced mild symptoms, which are improving at this point. More details are coming out regarding the deadly Michigan school murders. The parents of the 15-year-old accused were at the school that day to discuss their son's behavior. The teen is accused of killing four students and injuring seven yesterday at Oxford High School, which is just north of Detroit. The teen was arraigned on Tuesday. This is USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive. President Biden is marking World AIDS Day. We are within the striking distance of eliminating HIV transmission. During a White House event, the president adding, we can do this. Biden noting roughly 36 million people around the globe have died from AIDS-related illnesses in the past 40 years. He praised medical advancements that have allowed for many AIDS patients to live long lives. Both pro-choice and pro-life protesters gathered outside the Supreme Court as the justices heard oral arguments regarding Mississippi's pro-life law that bans abortions 15 weeks into a pregnancy. Speaking at the pro-life protest, Mississippi AG Lynn Fitch says overturning Roe v. Wade is about protecting mothers and unborn children. Thank you for demonstrating hope for a better tomorrow, for the love and the compassion that we have for the women and their children who deserve better than abortion. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, goals, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill say the supply chain crisis is not improving. Senator Mike Braun, the Republican from Indiana, slammed the Biden administration's efforts to fix the supply chain crisis on Newsmax. Mr. Braun said that the supply chain is not loosening up. He doesn't appreciate the productive economy where I came from. I was over there soon after he started uh, serving on supply chain, and we were talking about it in his office. So this has been out there for literally eight, nine months. And the fact is, it's getting delayed because there's no measurable improvement. I check in with the business that I used to run for all those years prior to becoming a senator, and the supply chain is not loosening up. And the reason is, pre-COVID, everything was working 
perfectly. I mean, we had things humming in high gear in decisions from the Biden administration, calling a one-man wrecking crew, and then he tries to sell this sugar high of spending more money. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. According to a review by the Congressional Budget Office, President Biden's Build Back Better bill would give amnesty to approximately 6.5 million non-citizens and allow them to obtain government benefits. Those who illegally enter the country before January 2011 and now live in the United States would be eligible. The proposal would double the size of President Reagan's amnesty in 1986. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Extendivite has been helping people. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. Glad I found this product. All right, let's get our 5 o'clock hour underway. And gosh, look, the sun has set, kind of like that. And with that, we're still doing okay, 61 degrees outside. Looks like uh, it's going to be nothing but red taillights, though. Paseo del Norte, that is really turning out to be the hardest of the westbound trips right now. Basically, I-25 west on Paseo all the way to Coors Road. You'll be around 35 miles an hour. Stop and go on Alameda. Westbound, the trip seems to suffer from Guadalupe Trail all the way into Corrales. And I-40, that's also a pretty tough stretch. You're going to hit the brakes westbound on I-40 right there at about Carlisle, and it's going to be pretty sore all the way to the river's edge there. As far as I-25 northbound, that still hasn't recovered. Earlier accident is gone, but it's slow northbound 25 from just before Gibson all the way up to Central. Hey, listen, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe. They always treat you special at Salon Deluxe. And I tell you what, they are the cleanest salon in all of Rio Rancho. That's where we're going to be tomorrow. You're going to have to come on out. They've got this really neat pack of Kangen water that's for beauty. And, of course, they have the Kangen water to drink for inside health as well. Salon Deluxe always treats you special. That's the place to be, salondeluxe.com. Okay, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the rock and talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600. KIBA, BQ.FM, RockofTalk.com. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Podcasting for Citrus SoundCloud and Spotify. And don't forget to download our apps at RockofTalk.tv, RockofTalk.com. James took off. so. But I'll finish my points uh, to James. So I'm sure he's uh, going to continue listening to that. And, you know, really, there's a lot of absurdity here, right, in what James is saying. I mean, here's a guy... We don't know if he's involved because I don't recognize him. Uh, and nobody knew everyone. <laughs> yeah, and nobody would know like the entire list of the, all the people that I call from the state party and all all that. Like, I, nobody knows that better than me. Um, he didn't even recognize that I ran for a state party chair. 
then there's all these people in there that just want to criticize. And I'm fine with that. I have no problem with criticism. But if you're going to criticize any, like I do, then you have to be able to participate and run and put your neck out, right? Like, I think that just, just goes without saying. And in the CD1 race, there's no reason to retread any of that. I mean, Mark Moore's gone at the last second. And, you know, there was all of a handful of people uh, that were voting. And I came in second. Uh, Lisa Martinez was like, well, I went to go in and I thought you had that much support. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have 45% name recognition in the market, which is not that great, by the way. And I still somehow uh, mustered 19% in, you know, 18, what is it, 18.6%. 18.5, whatever it was, uh, in the race, uh, when I got in with 13 days and then I was only <laughs> totality from the time I was officially in to the time that people could devote was 30 days. And then the total time was 60 taking on yeah, that I was in the race was all of 60 days. And I got in because there wasn't another Republican in the race. That's that, that's, that's where that came in. And the Republican party couldn't stop me from getting in. I'm like, I'm not going to vote for either one of these uh, jackass Democrats. And then, you know, to, Address his second point, which is voter fraud. Now, there is a quote-unquote voter integrity uh, group, okay? And they're total BS, total and complete BS. David Clements and his wife are the only two people who put their money where their mouth is and understood clearly that voter fraud took place, okay? Janice Arnold-Jones and Todd Hawthorne and um, their little group of voter integrity and all that they haven't done jack squat and they know they hadn't. I kept calling Janice all the way and said, Oh, we're going to have something out in February. And then, you know, Janice decided to go ahead and do whatever all the crap she did. And you are looking at the reason why things happen. You have the same February of this year, something was supposed to be out. Yeah. She oh, was nine months to, ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nine months ago. Nothing happened. Mm. So no, nothing yeah. ever became well, a baby that. in nine months. And if you go, <laughs> yeah, if you go through the progression of all of this, You'll find out that when they go to various places, they don't even know the number of people who are actually registered uh, within CD1. They misquote that uh, on purpose, and then they act as voter suppression. So if I run out there and I start saying when I'm running, oh, everyone's cheating, everyone's cheating, guess what you're going to do? You're not going to vote, okay? So uh, nipping this in the bud, Natalie, you're welcome to call in. Nobody knows more about what happened uh, with the voter integrity stuff, and and what we're doing, we're doing it independently. Still, as we continue to fight for the 505, uh, Natalie's still working on this as oh, yeah. of today. Uh, yeah. She is dogged, dogged. She, she went literally <laughs> to the county clerk's office and we were there and they walked out knowing full and well who I was because I was there with Natalie and we're going through sheet by sheet by sheet by sheet by sheet, tabulating every single place that was there. Okay. Now remember, I got 18.5% in spite of being totally drowned out on all the news. They, they wouldn't even post my picture. KKOB wouldn't even. Yes. And, and KKOB, right, the conservative stalwart. Uh, they stopped being that in February once uh, Rush died. Um, had all these posers like, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Brandon? Not, well, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon agrees with me on every single policy. He's like, Eddie's only going to get 200 votes or whatever the heck he said. You know, just just. Foolishness, right? But there's the other guy, I'm trying, Eric Strauss, oh, right. okay, who's on House of Strauss. Yes, the House of Strauss. It, and here he is, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats. Like, uh, dude, do you know like the people that you're supporting? Because I was competing with you uh, as far as radio and being a personality. You did not want me to be successful. And this is 
the whole crab mentality. You yep. didn't want me to be successful despite how well I did, yep. despite how well I articulated everything, despite being, I think, probably the most qualified in a number of regards in terms of dealing with policy. Like, we could have changed Albuquerque. So, you know, the voter integrity thing, that's being held back. It's controlled opposition within the voter integrity group. Okay, make no mistake about it, and I can prove it to you. And then the, the third piece is Republicans themselves. You had Republicans brainwashed by John Rockwell in the Bernalillo County um, party that was more interested in, you know, creating all this drama within the party itself. And in spite of all that, I still ran. We still got a lot of support. And they, you know, one of the people that's run and she thinks she's kind of the person who's kind of running everything uh, as it is. Um, they invited me to their Ward 31 meeting and all that. And they're like, oh, well, the, they literally challenged me within their group. He said, you've got to stop insulting us. I'm like, all you guys do is insult me. You don't realize that you don't even carry the Republican flag. Mm. You don't even realize that what you guys did in the CD1 race is you supported a guy who was pro-pot, uh, pro-ETA, right? And he signed up on board, Mark Moore signed up, and he doesn't even live in the damn district as far as we know. He was, he was registered as an, at an apartment with a house located in Las Cruces and say what you want about Mark Morris, but he got in with the last 15 days yep. with, with, with his friends and buddies giving him 49 votes and I got 35. And the whole thing, you're like, oh, this is cooked. The corruption, and this was the first time I ran outside in an actual election, meaning that the public could actually vote for me. Right. And I did it shorthanded without even requests for money or anything. And we did it getting on in 13 days and with only 60 days on the ballot, we got nearly 20%. Well, and with lots of prominent people from your party, yes. Eddie's party, Voting Republican party, me. I'm not yep. a Republican, um, donating money and being very publicly supportive of one of the Democratic candidates. Yeah. I still don't get, but okay, and, there and, you go. And I literally filleted, <sighs> I filleted your guy. I mean, Manny, you could not find a more inept, well, Look at the crime rate, but an inept candidate to go ahead and run run uh, for the uh, mayoral job. One of the worst personality com combinations you can be: nasty and dumb. Yeah, you can be nasty and smart, and you can get away with that. But you can't be nasty and dumb. <laughs> it represents a, a large cross section, however, of of many of the people who are out there. I mean, and you got that uh, front, hook, line, and sinker uh, out front. So you know, if you're Republican, you support Republicans. Okay. And people are coming to me and like, well, you'll support Ron Kitty. I said I will support any Republican. Yeah, you have said that. Because I am not interested in having Michelle Lujan Grisham and dealing with another two years of this stuff. And she's feeling strong and confident. Oh. And she's like hoping that the Republican Party continues to try to not follow what I'm saying. Because she knows that she's done for once they once you guys decide to go ahead and, and support Eddie Aragon, okay, or support what we do here in the Kiva at that point, they'll be like, well, you know, we really got to pay attention to what we're doing. These guys have a chance. I mean, if Eddie would have got, I, I literally talked to the political consultants out there. Okay. And they, they said, if you had gotten in two months before, not only would there have been not just a runoff, but you would have beat Tim Keller wow. in, in the end, because you would have had the additional two months that you were looking right, for right. that you would need it, which Name is the five weeks. Fundraising, door exactly, to door, you know, all everything, of that everything. stuff, building an organization, and I didn't even take the public money. I didn't even go for the public money. And you should have seen how I got excoriated for that. I mean, I mean, how can we be Republicans and conservatives and doing it? Now, I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say, should I go run for public, uh, get the public money next time I decide to go ahead and run for mayor? You know, I got 
vilified, humiliated. I'm like, did you see me lose my composure at any time? Did you see me at any point say, oh, yeah, that's a, oh, you live in your office. I don't live in my office. This is, this is, this is it. I own the damn radio station. What do you want to talk about here? Radio stations run 24-7. This is, this is what I do. And you tried to humiliate me. You tried to look bad. And all it did was find more and more people who were standing behind and said, you know what? Eddie's sticking himself, his, his name and himself out there uh, for us, and we're going to get behind him. And we want to change the city of Albuquerque. And I cannot tell you just how inspirational that is to see people walking door to door, to see people going from place to place and putting their blood, sweat, and literally blood, sweat, and tears into this, okay? And those people are going to continue to work together. We're all going to work together. We're going to hope for a good outcome, certainly in, uh, in, uh, in Renee Grout's and Lori Robertson's uh, case. But, you know, or Dan Lewis has already won. And I don't care that Dan Lewis is working with McCluskey. I don't care that Dan, uh, Renee Grout's working with McCluskey. I don't care that any of these people. I just want wins at this point. You have to understand that, like, I just care. I, no one's voting for political consultants here. Okay, L- let's get that through our thick little heads. Okay? So stop it. All right? Like, you want to go ahead and vilify and you want to jump on board with Joe Monahan. Joe Monahan is hoping you lose every single race. He could not be, this could not be a happier Christmas for Joe Monahan. Mouthpiece for the establishment. I mean, he That's all is, he is absolutely controlled opposition. Every, and I go over there and I say, okay, here's what's going on, Joe, you know. Uh, let's 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 talk about uh, how this race can change and actually make it better. He has no interest in that. Oh, he ain't your friend. He ain't your buddy. He ain't going to help you. I mean, this guy literally is celebrating while, you know, whether it's Albuquerque Raw's 138 homicides or the number that we have at 120, it doesn't matter. They don't care as long as Democrats continue to get in. So part of the mentality, too, is enabling and working with the other side. Okay. And let's not forget the foundations of the state. The Christian state. We're founded on Jesus Christ. I say it all the time. Wine, making babies, building churches, and, you know, loving our neighbors. And, you know, when, when, uh, when Zanetti came in here, you know, I'm fine to have him or I'm ha- fine to have Jay Block. I'm fine to have, you know, Jay Block got behind Manny Gonzalez. Unforgivable in my book, okay? Even increasingly unforgivable is taking the jab, okay? Uh, I'm, my opinion, you can I cannot support someone who got... got has a jab in in the primary, okay? I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to say, okay, what are you doing? Well, what have you done to stand up against the governor? You know, what have you done? We've seen Steve Smotherman do it. If Steve Smotherman ran, if he wanted to run, I'd be like, okay, that's a guy who can get elected. I don't care if he is a damn pastor or whatever the heck he does, okay? Or plays golf or whatever, okay? Hi, Steve. Good guy. You get behind him. You don't try to knock him down, and that's what happens all the time. And I knew all of this stuff was coming. Okay, and I know you want me behind the mic and all this stuff, but the state, he's right. James is is right in the state. That isn't going to change unless you decide to stop criticizing and get on board and see what we can do to push forward. That's the best thing that you can do. Best thing that you can do. Okay, and hope springs eternal for me. You're not going to find greener pastures by moving to another state and think that your quality of your life is going to increase because it isn't. It really isn't. When you leave your family and you're making these, oh, I'm going to get a better job. And I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. What else did you leave behind your entire life? <laughs> you literally picked up and left and lost your entire life because you couldn't deal with, you know, this, that, and the other. You decided to run instead of fight. And every single time we run, instead of stay and fight, we lose. And that's what happens when you also compromise and work across the aisle. And I don't believe in that. 550, 5, 500, let me get to uh, 
Eddie, I know James. Okay, well, that's great. I don't know what that means to me. Uh, Eddie, you can go back to school. What you're learning? Get, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. But please uh, try to be clear. Eddie, I was asked to join the Republican Voter Integrity Group, probably because of his history with Trump. Attended first meeting. Any thoughts or suggestions? Uh, yeah, why don't you think, why do you not think that voter fraud was committed in the election of 2020 for Donald Trump in the state of New Mexico? I think I'd like to, to have answers for that. That's where I would uh, focus on. Oh, yeah, not to mention, remember, they after I sued to try and, and open up to take it to the people, so there was an actual vote for CD1 within the primary. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. I got shut down by Marty Chavez oh, and yeah? mm-hmm. uh, eight other attorneys who all came after me? That was on February 17th of this year, by the way. Happy birthday. The elites take care of their own. Oh, they do. And by the way, these Democrats and Republicans, they work together. They're doing these backroom deals, and it's all to prevent guys like me from, just like they're going to prevent Trump, it's to prevent guys like us from getting any sort of power. That's fine. Uh, Eddie, I concur with James. Election fraud is the problem. Okay, that's fine. What are you going to do about it? How are you participating? You lost to James. Uh, what do you mean, the bad? You think I'm going to walk into a race and say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to lose? <laughs> Why would you vote for me if I thought I was going to lose? I don't believe in myself, but you should believe you in me. Should, you should, yeah. <laughs> and uh, great hey, by the way, uh, the, the votes are cooked anyway, but vote for me. <laughs> like, this is just idiocy, if you really think about it. So, call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, I heard you yanked my chain, so here I am calling mm. in about voter and election fraud. Yeah, How's it going? It's good, Natalie. Thank you so much uh, for joining in. You've done a tremendous amount of work. Uh, by the way, Natalie is the host for the uh, Liberty Lovers on Saturday, uh, her and her yeah. uh, uh, Jaybird uh, on Saturday. You can listen to them live two to five and uh, have a lot of fun. But you've been doing a lot of work. And just talk about the election integrity group uh, yeah. that's supposedly doing something is doing nothing. David Clements is doing something. I know you've been uh, hard at work and working with uh, his wife. And she told you exactly how to go about it and, and do this. And that's good. Um, and just talk a little bit about what you've learned uh, during this time. And we still don't have a response uh, from Mr. Jaramillo from the Bernalillo County. And we literally saw him face to face. And he said he was going to send yeah. us all the data, never sent it to us. Yeah, we did. I, I'm, I bear witness. I was there when he said to your face that because you are a candidate, they could release he could send you a secured email with all of the tabulation information and and the importance of this and i talked with aaron clements at length about this is we need as close to the raw data as possible to aggregate organize and eventually analyze to see if we have any type of a case to bring against the bernalillo county bureau of elections and yeah i was there when nathan jaramillo said no problem i'll send you an email and that was weeks ago uh we are going to try to go through the secretary of state because by law once the secretary of state has this tabulation information they are responsible her office is responsible for providing it to people upon request so we're going to try to go that route um things aren't proceeding on this end as fast as I would like, but, you know, until we get more information, um, there's not much more that we can do. But I want to give your listeners some insight into what they can do, because something that I found out is that every single citizen who voted in the Albuquerque or Bernalillo County municipal election has standing to challenge certain aspects of the election. 
So the more people that we have challenging different aspects of the election, the better. Uh, I'm sure Linda Stover is going to hate my guts for saying that. Fine, whatever. Do your job, lady. She's the uh, Bernalillo County clerk. Um, but if anyone felt like they were facing harassment or voter suppression, specifically at the polls, you need to make two complaints. The first one is with the Republican Party, whether you believe the Republican Party is going to do anything or not. And understand that once the Republican Party has a complaint in any way related to election integrity or fraud, the party can then mobilize and do something about it. But they can't do anything until they get complaints from voters. The second one is Nathan Jaramillo himself, the Bureau of Elections manager. He is where the buck stops when it comes to voter suppression and voter fraud specifically. So those are the two places that people need to lodge complaints if they believe they either witnessed voter fraud or they were a victim of voter suppression or harassment, um, anything along those lines. And we've actually had quite a few people report this. And we're trying to get them to make these complaints. And you need to know what day, what time, what voting location, and specifically the names of the people who perpetrated harassment or suppression. So this is something that everyone who believes that they were a victim of this, you know, think back, recollect. Even better if you have video, which some people who've contacted us do. Better if you have video. Um, but even if you didn't, you can you can still write out what happened and you can make a formal complaint. Uh, the other thing, too, is I, I believe, do you know, Eddie, if the election has been certified yeah, by the cert- county clerk? Yeah, the fi- yeah, they certified it on the 15th. <clears throat> okay. So now that it has been certified, people can actually call the county clerk and ask for a recount. Just just because, you know, they're, they're citizens, they voted in this election. Hey, I do not trust the outcome of this election. And let me tell you, and I'm sure you, you have talked about it at length. We've talked about it on Liberty Lovers. One of the huge red flags, and, and, and this struck us immediately, election night, is how is it that Tim Keller won by over 56% of the municipal vote when his pet project of a stadium lost by 66%. And when you look at it in terms of only 34 people, 34% of the people voted for the stadium and 56, 56% of the people voted for Tim Keller, that is a 22% spread. And so we have a very unique opportunity here to call this election into question because Very rarely ever in elections does a candidate align themselves with a bond issue so strongly. I mean, he practically ran on the stadium. And the disparity between the stadium issue, which is intrinsically, no one can say, oh, yeah, Eddie was kind of for the stadium or or Manny was, you know, this is Manny's idea. No one can say that. It was all Keller. He owns that. And he's owned it from the beginning. So that 22% spread right there was the number one red flag. The other red flag was the five seats, Republican seats, that ended uh, the Republicans pulled ahead in 
two of which, you know, uh, Lori Robertson and Renee Grout, we're waiting for the runoffs right now. But five seats total, potentially, that we flipped Republican. How do we do that in this city? Almost split five seats Republican and still the Democrat candidate wins handily. Just looking at the numbers on the outside and doing the math, there is enough for citizens to call into question the validity of the election. Contact Linda Stover, the Bernalillo County clerk, and say, hey, I do not trust the election results, and I want a recount. I think if uh, Natalie, and that's, uh, I don't know that anybody can enunciate everything as clear as, as you did. And uh, there isn't going to be, uh, for one, any uh, Republican who at any point is going to go ahead and, and say, hey, there's an election fraud because they're going to yeah. say that it was it was fair. It was fair. But our group, the Fight for 505 <laughs> and our Republicans, uh, you yeah. know, they're just not going to do it because I'm affiliated with it. So they're not going to say it's election fraud. Um, that's right. They, they didn't support me during the election, which is fine, you know. But I will tell you, you know, by and large, as, as we look at this, if we can just change the numbers uh, to other than what they were, I can I can tell you that that will change stuff for 2022. And it'll get to, you know, James's point or it'll get to anybody's point that there is election fraud. So um, you're working on this and have been working on this uh, very quite diligently. Uh, I'd like to hear your feedback or thoughts very quickly on election integrity being run by uh, Janice Arnold Jones, Todd Hawthorne and, and that group. And why they continue to say um, that there's no election fraud. I don't know what, what's in their minds on this. It's, it, it, to me, it, it, it's idiocy. Even looking at some of the data from 2020 without looking at the raw tabulation data, th there were county numbers that didn't add up. And having spoken with Erin Clements, and she's confirmed for me that the counties in which they did get a hold of copies of the tabulation tapes and get a hold of that raw data, none of those added up with the numbers that the Secretary of State released for that count, for those specific counties in 2020. To date, none of the tabulation data has matched that they've been able to review. So when it comes to election integrity, really the first thing that they need to be doing is looking at the numbers that were collected by the county and then the numbers that were released by the county and then consequently released by the Secretary of State. Uh, they've got blinders on and they've had blinders on since 2020 by saying that, oh, well, there's just a few dead people and a few people that we need to, you know, scrub off the voter rolls and we'll do this door-to-door -door canvassing and that's how we're going to clean up the voter rolls. No, 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 no. I, I'm, for, okay, for lack of a better term, that's BS. Um, there, there's actually been a trend noticed in New Mexico, and it's very interesting. There are 365 days in the year. And granted, people can now go online and register to vote. And of course, the majority of online registrations happens in the months leading up to any type of election. What's interesting is there are zero days of the year where there are zero voter registrations. <laughs> and let that sink in. <laughs> New Year's Day, Christmas, Easter. Come on, people. I mean, okay, maybe 4th of July, you're really patriotic. Okay, I'll register to vote. But come on. So what has been observed from looking at a few counties is we suspect 
information through the registration process and has been doing so for years. And that is how they, one of the ways, and we're, and we're not exactly sure to what extent. What crime, what crime can we charge people with? I mean, if, we, if, if this uh, is found, if we were to actually find uh, Maggie Toulouse Oliver or whomever, uh, what crime could they be charged with? Well, I do know, I'm not sure exactly what crime, whether it falls under voter fraud, ballot fraud, et cetera. I have to look at the regulations federally. But I do know one thing. This is very interesting. Some people have, have told us that when they actually even called the police saying, hey, I, I noticed voter fraud or I was my vote was suppressed. I was turned away at the polls and they would lodge complaints with the APD. APD would tell them, yeah, we've been hearing lots of complaints from people, but there's nothing we can do about it. And we're not going to pursue this because we've been told not to pursue misdemeanors. Now, first thing interesting about that is they've been told not to pursue misdemeanors. The second thing is obviously APD doesn't know the law because, I'm sorry, anything that relates to voter fraud or election or ballot fraud, is a direct violation of FEC regulations, which is a federal violation. This is this is not just municipal. This is not just oh, you know, it's just you know, like like robbing off a corner store or something like that, or you know, kicking over a trash can in public. No, no, no. this is not a misdemeanor. Anything in violation of federal of the Federal Elections Commission, and that even includes municipal elections, is a felony but at the very least they're looking at you know minimal felony charges well i mean if we could actually get them to pay attention to it natalie thanks for the good work when do you anticipate having uh uh, more information and uh, we can get an update because you know obviously people Uh feel they they feel as if uh, they feel powerless they feel as if there's nothing they can do to actually change things you know some people i think a lack of participation i think is directly related to that kind of voter suppression Mm -hmm. oh there's there's no voter fraud. And then people are like, well, it's going to be the same outcome. We know there's voter fraud. Um, so well, I, I, would, I would say, and unfortunately, you know, we've got to, we've got to get this tabulation information from the secretary of state first. I wanted to have this done in November, at least so we could uh, have to analyze it. We want people ready to analyze, but until we get this tabulation information from someone at this point, I don't care who county clerk, secretary of state, I'll take it. But until then, I would just encourage all of your listeners, please double check on the Secretary of State's website that your vote was counted, that you are listed as having voted in the last municipal election if you if you did so. Um, and if you did not, again, you need to file a complaint with uh, Nathan Jaramillo, Bureau of Elections Manager for Bernalillo County, and the Republican Party. And it's important that you really file complaints, everyone, with the Republican Party, because it forces them to sit up and take notice. If hundreds of people are filing these election complaints with both the Republican Party and the county clerk, now they have to do something about it. And you may feel like just one person, but if we can get, you know, just just a few, a percentage of people who voted in the last election that noticed something wrong, something off, their vote wasn't counted at all, et cetera, to file these complaints, then we can force their hand 
so to speak. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what do you, speaking of the Republican Party, what did you think? I mean, you were very involved in the campaign. What did you think about mm-hmm. these Republicans who were just adamantly supporting Manny to the mm-hmm. nth degree? I mean, what, what do you think their MO was uh, the entire time? I mean, here's a guy who clearly committed fraud. Here's a guy who, you know, clearly mm-hmm. committed voter fraud in registering. Uh, yet they decided to go ahead and write large checks. Uh, people like Kelly Fajardo, Alonzo Baldonado. Um, let's see, who else was also listed on there, I think? Ream. Yeah, Bill Ream. Uh, literally well, he was took, only the treasurer of the pack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, that um, from your standpoint? This is your first involvement in politics. Yeah, it was beyond frustrating. Um, if there's something that I both recognize and admire about the Democrat Party, it is their ability to strategize and circle the wagons and get most everybody, if not everyone, on board. Like, here's the agenda. Don't care if you don't like who won the primaries. Don't care if you don't like who's on the ballot. We're going forward and we're supporting them. And that is something that the Republicans really need to learn. Look, it doesn't matter if you don't like the guy. Okay, primaries is one thing. That's within the party. But as soon as there's someone outside of the primaries, hey, I have held my nose so many times that I can't but the whole reason I will absolutely vote Republican is because I'd rather vote for someone who is fumbling with a freaking fire extinguisher trying to put the fire in the house out rather than a Democrat who's holding a blowtorch and trying to burn the whole sucker down. Mm. We have to get over ourselves. Yeah, I, I mean, they can't do it. You support them. You get behind them. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. This is tre- this is trench warfare in politics. It's the same thing, though, that they did with Trump, though. I mean, these rhinos show who they are every yeah. single time. Like, I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm mm-hmm. not going to vote for Trump. It's no different uh, what happened this election. And we just showed, we illustrated that they are who they are always going to be. They, they might be Republicans, but these are actually party officials. You know, guys like Robert Aragon, you, uh, Robert Aragon, uh, John Rockwell, uh, explain uh, his version of what I am post-election and how how he explained in in a meeting, in a ward meeting. Um, yeah, I got to uh, folks, you got you haven't heard this story before. Uh, this will be the first time that you hear about it. But, you know, we're here in December. Uh, but tell me exactly. And where are the splitters of the party, by the way, Natalie? That's did, did you know uh, that? Yeah. Did you yeah, know that we're the yeah, ones who are splitting up the party? Splitting the party yeah. and don't so, want it, them. Talk about the Berlio County Party Chairman. Uh, it, listen to this. This is amazing. Go ahead. Well, first off, um, so several of us went to a ward meeting um, that you know that John Rockwell was speaking at specifically because he was speaking there. We wanted to hear what he said, and more importantly, we wanted to ask him some questions as well. And what was interesting is he tried to slide around any questions that we asked directly of him concerning the mayoral race and why he supported a Democrat over a Republican. And a couple times... Yeah, um, he had 20, he, said, he had 23. Hey, Natalie, he had 23. Mm-hmm. I have I have every single one. Uh, a couple of people was in the party. So what, he, he had Manny Gonzalez at 23 yep. Republican Party meetings. And we, we brought that up because at first he tried to say, oh, well, we, we did invite Eddie to some meetings. And like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, two, two. And Manny Gonzalez, 23. But his, his favorite um, line to pull out was, well, we're, we're pushing 
where we're not going to worry about the past. We're pushing ahead. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's what I want to know is can we trust you to, as the party chair, Republican Party chair, to actually support Republicans instead of Democrats? Because if you're the party chair, and, and another excuse you like to use is, well, whoever I voted for personally is no one's business. I'm wow. Like, wow. As a head of as, as head of a party, but he had a, a specific, like, imagine being the head of a party, the head yeah. of the party and voting for a Democrat. Robert Aragon did it. John exactly. Rockwell did it. Like, these are your party officials that you Republicans decided to. And then they say they have two versions for this. He was a protest candidate, right? Did they not say that? Yeah. I'm a protest well, candidate. What, what is that? He had said you were a protest candidate. Um, I believe it was on air on, was it 770? I think. Um, but then in the meeting, he tried denying that and tried to slide around it. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting is to actually talking to people after he left and after the meeting was over, several people who had no idea what had gone on during the mayoral race at all or the rift in the Republican Party said, gee, he, we, we know he's the party chair, but why is it that he sounds like a politician who's side stepping questions. Now, this was people who had no idea of what went on until that meeting. And a lot of people and, are now informed of that. Yes. Yeah, so the good thing that came out of this is we are bringing to light the rhinos. And I'm sorry, if you're a Republican who does not intend to support Republicans and replace Democrats and rhinos with real Republicans, get out of the party. Get out of the party leadership. Get out of our way. Yeah. Well, let's not because forget we that. we don't uh, have room for Democrats in the Republican well, Party. Well, we've got them running uh, part of the Republican Party, and that's Robert Aragon. Robert Aragon actually challenged Steve uh, Schiff in his last run, mm -hmm. the Republican uh, congressman, which it was all Republican, and he challenged it as a Democrat, I in think, back in 92 or yep. 94. Yep. Uh, and I can tell you they had had enough of him in the Democrat uh, Party stuck him in the Republican yeah. Party, and, uh, you know, he came over here, and he's effectively controlled opposition. You know, he lost in a city mm -hmm. council, just to tell you, like, how unpopular he is, he mm -hmm. lost to Cynthia Borrego when oh, he ran against it. Yeah, and 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 Dan Dan Lewis demolished her. I mean, just absolutely annihilated oh, her. You know, so, you know, just, just that as a comparison and tell you that, hey, you know, people turn out for real Republicans. Mm -hmm. Dan Lewis... Our city would have been a very different place had Dan Lewis, in my opinion, become mayor instead of yep. one Tim Keller. And then we wouldn't be maybe dealing with these lockdowns and all the, the, the rest of these things, you know. And mm -hmm. I, I, at this point, I don't care about consultancy or anything like that. I just care about wins. So, all right, Natalie, I've held you long yeah. enough. Thank you for that. Keep working on what you're working on. I got to check on weather Absolutely. and traffic with uh, Rudy Grande, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Now you know why she's a uh, talk show host. Here on our radio station. Mother of six, by the way. Uh, yeah, and I think another one on the way. <laughs> All right, let's put things together, and we're going to start with the weather. All right, looks like uh, overnight we're going to get kind of kind of chilly. About 48 degrees, I say, is what we should go to. But tomorrow, back up towards 60 degrees. Right now, it is 60 even at uh, in Albuquerque. Uh, I noticed a problem here on I-25 southbound right there before Jefferson, an accident that looks like they moved it over to the right shoulder, but maybe not because, boy, that backup is solid all the way back out of Paseo del Norte. 
Paseo del Norte is really hurting in both directions. Of course, the westbound side, that's the worst from I-25 all the way to Coors Boulevard, uh, maybe even over to golf course. It's going to stay pretty heavy for you. Now, if you're on the eastbound side heading towards the mountains, coming off I-25 on Paseo del Norte, it is a wall of sea, I'm sorry, a sea of brake lights all the way from I-25 up to Wyoming. I don't see any accidents or stalls. That's the only good news. Hey, listen, this traffic report is brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. We will be out there next week, and i got to tell you, they've got this really great deal. If you go, you can enjoy your meal at Taco Tote, or you can have a take, you can take it home. But you choose a pound and a half of the meat that you want, 12 fresh tor- uh, handmade tortillas, corn or flour, and, of course, the sides. And uh, this is all at a great price. Taco Tote, if you'd like to see it, go to hugetacos.com. We're up to date. Let's step back into the Rock of Talk. All right. Back after a quick break, we got to do commercials and then bring it back with uh, Murder Mike uh, here. We'll get the update on the last uh, 24 hours uh, here in the Cuba. Thanks for listening. The Mortgage Guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. When you suffer a personal injury from a car crash, you need an attorney with integrity. I'm Mark Caruso, Caruso Law Offices. Mark Caruso is a former insurance company attorney who now works with victims. Caruso Law Offices will fight for you. Caruso Law Offices, 883-5000, carusolaw.com. Your personal injury attorney with integrity, 883-5000, carusolaw.com. This is David Allen Staley. While I may not be a radio personality, I am a Medicare advisor in real life, not just on the radio. It's annual enrollment time, and I'd like to help you figure out what you've got, show you what's hot and what's not with all the new Medicare benefits out there. Call me, David Allen Staley, at 505-350-3858. That's 505-350-3858. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local, for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. 
It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, hey Ava, Ava, we, we want to race. race. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Boston there uh, for you. Uh, Doubt has a uh, quick uh, John Rockwell story that he wants to share. <laughs> I, I, I've you, been instructed you, I, to, to, to reveal this publicly, which I have no problems with. You know, to me, it's always uh, I always go back to that Michael Rappaport line in the first episode of Chappelle Show where they're doing Chappelle the copy for the copy center, and he's talking to the coworker, and he says, "I don't care. I'll do three years in Rikers just to prove a point. I don't care, uh, sister. Um, I'll say anything. I don't care. I'll do three years in Rikers." Um, yeah, I was in a meeting once with Mr. Rockwell, and I, this was back pre-Daily Blast. So, you know, we have our daily email that goes out to our subscribers, rockoftalk.chat, loaded with all sorts of dense information. You need to be uh, to be an informed and educated individual and to avoid the horribleness of the mainstream media. So this was sort of like a little tiny little prototype I sent out to like 40 or 50 people a couple of years back to you know, friends and family and people I, I like and people I know. And um, people I know and people I like. Yes. Some, people, some people I don't know and I do like. And, yes. um, anyway, so I... It was a meeting. This was back, I think, when he was starting to get involved in trying to revive the uh, desiccated husk that is the Republican Party in New Mexico. And I said to him, he said, like, oh, we have hundreds of people on our our email address list. And I I said, you know, I send out a a policy oriented, you know, news and commentary and policy data rich, research rich rich daily email. And, and, you know, if you've got people on your list who would really benefit from that, it would help them from a from a knowledge standpoint. It's not a political email, but it's about, you know, how to make how to make better arguments, how to be better informed about uh, high taxes and corporate welfare and all the things that, that interest me, uh, I, I, I have no problem. I don't charge for it. I'll, I'd happy to put those people on, on, on my distribution list. And he says, no, I don't, I don't see how they benefit from that. Okay. All right. <sighs> That's the Republican Party in New Mexico. There you go. Wow. <sighs> we, we do have some good people in there. I'm going to read something. Uh, this was uh, sent to me. It says, Megan McMillan signs forged documents. Uh, she's a McCluskey uh, gal. She was fired by Manny Gonzalez back in uh, June. Report of an investigation from the IG, city of Albuquerque. McMillan, Miss McMillan, because some people are, you know, like, hey, why are you saying anything about Manny? I'm like, have you, have you met them? Have you seen how incredibly vindictive and mean like this man is? I've, I've got, I've got stories that have sent to me. I never even used during the campaign. Like that's how in depth it was. 
Then Ms. McMillan, <clears throat> excuse me, Ms. McMillan had the second highest signing for or 17% of the 23 possible forged um, documents for Manny Gonzalez. Literally says this in the IG report. Yeah, this hasn't come out. Yeah. Because none of this was reported by the news. You want to be nice. In April, Mr. Gonzalez signed a statement designating Ms. McMillan, Ms. Martinez, and Ms. Gonzalez-Limon among three campaign representatives with the authority to interface with the office of the city clerk regarding his candidacy. By the way, I, I authorized nobody on my behalf. I was like, I'll do it. Uh, I am fully responsible for the statements made and material submitted on these representatives on behalf of my campaign, the statement reads. Ms. McMillan and Ms. Gonzalez-Limon are both unpaid volunteers at the time. Now, uh, Gonzalez threw Megan McMillan uh, under the bus on all this stuff, uh, as I've told you before. Mr. Gonzalez stated that he selected and advised the COA of three representatives on his campaign, Michelle Martinez, Megan McMillan, and Dolores Gonzalez-Limon. Ms. McMillan was a paid position, and Ms. Martinez and Mrs. Gonzalez were volunteers. So throwing your volunteers as well. Mr. Gonzalez stated that Ms. McMillan was removed from the campaign for reasons other than those subject to the complaints. (laughs) Wow. In addition, I mean, this is after she cheated for you. In addition, Mr. Gonzalez stated that numerous discussions were held prior to the accusations subject to the complaint, which led to the termination of Ms. McMillan, which she works directly for Jay McCluskey. Representative number two, Megan McMillan, phone call placed and contact made by OIG on August 3rd, 2021. Ms. McMillan advised that she would need to reach out to her attorneys, Bob Warrens and Jason Bowles. Ms. McMillan provided the contact information for both of them, and on August 4th, attorneys were called and indicated that she would cooperate fully, but only if a subpoena was issued. <laughs> so there you go. The ugly side of election election politics. There it is. Um, okay, so somebody wants me to get rid of Jeffrey Candelari. Get rid of that a-hole who doesn't believe in Kyle standing up for what's right. With you, Eddie, always. That's, that's nice. I know I, I gave some feedback when I was... I'm away. I, I, it was a back and forth. I don't know if you happened to listen on that last Wednesday. Did you? No, I haven't last? caught it. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I put it up on the podcast. Well, I was joking around. I said, "When is when is my interview on the on the Jeffrey Candelaria show coming?" And he said, "We'll do it." So maybe we'll do it someday. Oh, you? <laughs> maybe. Wow, maybe. Good for you. I like that. I like that. I was no, half down. Don't don't ask it. Don't get. Uh, Murder Mike's here in the Kiva, giving us the update on the last 24 hours after a very lengthy and extensive uh, debriefing yesterday. Uh, how are you, Murder Mike? Uh, I'm doing okay, Eddie, but I'm going to tell you that that first hour and a half was uh, really interesting. Sound like you had a few sidewalk supervisors calling in, but overall it was kind of a, an interesting first hour and a half. So now I you know, had a little bit more understanding or less of an understanding of politics in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which makes the fact that I listened to 12 different police agencies, probably have hundreds of different chain codes memorized, and it is nothing compared to what you just guys just did. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with my crime, man. I'm telling you, but it was a good, it was a good first hour or so. I appreciate um, it. Well, I spent a, a good afternoon, you know, redoing all my radio equipment and uh, probably an hour on the antenna tower, updating my antennas. So uh, my neighbors think I'm some kind of a crazy person, probably bootlegging uh, TV channels in from Mars. So they, they, that's another reason I think they leave me alone. They're just not sure exactly what I'm doing here in this little cave of mine. So, but anyway, it was today is December first, and it was a calm calm evening in Albuquerque last night. Uh, no no real uh, serious crimes were reported. We do have an update on Albuquerque's latest homicide. The suspect, Keith Berg, age 50, is a resident of the Santa Domingo Pueblo. Uh, 
he had told police earlier they had come to Albuquerque to purchase alcohol and drink in the Girard Central area. At which time an argument uh, with another individual began, resulting in the beating death of the victim with a tree lift. He was again arrested by APD on an open count of murder. Does he have, he had ac- access to a vehicle or a car or something? No, they they uh, they hitchhike or they take the bus or sometimes you know they uh they'll all they'll four or five of them pilot in the back of a truck and then make their way to Albuquerque. How they get here? Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's unclear. Maybe they ride the rail runner. I don't know they they come here from the various reservations, Gallup, Santa Domingo, and you know to to drink and. Uh, smoke pot, around. smoke pot, smoke pot, do drugs. Yeah, there's a lot of needles in that area. That used to be a nice area of town too, but it's slowly uh, becoming, uh, getting thrown under the bus, so to speak. Is another area of Albuquerque that needs cleaning up, so they're working on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are not working on it. Yeah, you don't. Uh, uh, Murder Mike, have you seen Central and Tramway? Oh have, yes. Have you have you seen the number of tents? I counted the number of tents today there at Central and Tramway. Twenty three tents hanging oh, okay. hanging out the gate outside of Smith. Yeah, yeah. There's a a, a ton of them, uh, and it's like we're getting overrun with uh, uh, cockroaches, or you know, I hate to refer to it as that, but I mean, it's just like I can remember when East Central was really a thriving a thriving part of Albuquerque, and it's just gone downhill and gone downhill and it's getting taken over. What the answer is to that? I think you're the only one that had any kind of clear oh, thanks, Murder Mike. approach to it. I mean, Murder Mike, you're, don't worry. You're not. You're never going to lose your job here. Don't worry. <laughs> just, oh, okay. You just keep keep focusing on the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm serious. You're 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 ride or die here uh, for the rest of your life. So as long as I'm on oh. the air, you're on the air. You know that. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that. I'll take you up on that. But well, otherwise this morning at, at 6:23 this morning there was an attempted robbery of an individual at an ATM machine. Bystanders observed the robbery occurring. Uh, they actually they attacked the suspect and held him down until police arrived. So that's that's nice thing that people are getting involved in their. Yeah, they're that's not uh, recommended, folks. No, uh, no vigilante justice. Uh, you don't need to act on your behalf. You defend yourself. That's it. And when you're actively doing it on behalf uh, to help another citizen, I think that's also good. But if that's a suspect or whatever that you have to do it, make the police do their job. I think, honestly, in that particular case, you know, that something could have happened. Uh, if someone's brazen enough to do, you know, somebody else, just be careful. I, I love the fact that you're doing it and you're a big enough guy to do it or gal or whoever did it. And I, I, I love it. I, I really do. And don't think that the per people uh, don't appreciate it either. But just, just remember just how dangerous, how dangerous is so it true. is. Yeah, I just that want you to be careful. I'm, I'm going to hit the top of the hour news real quick. We're going to keep you on, okay? Okay, you got it. Okay, we're going to get more with Murder Mike. But you know, I, I immediately, first thing I'm thinking of is that that's a guy who's just trying to do the right thing. Sure, but of course. These are people who, you know, have, have nothing to lose, though. Down yep, yep. Um, so needles on their body uh they might be sick themselves they may have various types of weapons it's a it's a hell of a quandary when you see a crime happening do you step in do you not <laughs> a lot of people are armed a lot of people aren't you know yeah. it's 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 a tough call yeah so just just be careful and especially during this time you see something happening pick up the phone uh, call it in whatever uh i know that not a whole lot is going to be get done about it but still we we still want you to be careful we want to keep you around as long as we can hit the top of our news 
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Police say the 15-year-old accused in a deadly Michigan high school shooting made a video the night before the tragedy talking about plans to kill his classmates. Tim Willis with the Oakland County Sheriff's Office says there was other evidence recovered. Further, a journal was recovered from Ethan's backpack, also dealing, detailing his desire to shoot up the school to include uh, murdering students. The teen charged with four counts of first-degree murder and one count of terrorism. San Francisco health officials announced they've detected the first case of the COVID Omicron variant in the United States. The city's public health director, Dr. Grant Colfax, saying the discovery and knowledge of the Omicron variant is still in the early stages. The patient was fully vaccinated. He also returned from South Africa recently. You're listening to USA Radio News. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-808-8323, 800-808-8323. That's 800-808-8323. And let Best MedCare do the work you. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments on Wednesday regarding the abortion case called Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. At issue is a pro-life law in Mississippi which prohibits elective abortions after 15 weeks of gestation before unborn children are viable. The Mississippi Solicitor General, who is defending the state law, Scott Stewart, says history should be looked at when making a decision to uphold the legislation. The court looks to history and tradition, and here those decisively reject the proposition that states cannot legislate comprehensively on abortion before, after viability, and all throughout. So it's, it's history and tradition, Your Honor. A heat wave is breaking fall records in California. Forecasters saying records were broke Tuesday in Riverside and other towns around Southern California, which saw highs in the upper 80s unseasonably warm temperatures also in Arizona. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alarouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, goals, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Just how exactly is China's decision to try to bully lawmakers working out? 
With an exclusive insight into China, Paul Boardman, chairman of the Decoupled China Pact. On the China warfront, last week, China demanded a code of conduct in the South China Sea and confronted the Philippines. The U.S. stated China's actions were dangerous, provocative, and unjustified, and warned that an armed attack on Philippine vessels would invoke U.S. mutual defense commitments. One week later, China threatened the U.S. passage of our $250 billion U.S. Innovation and Competition Act, saying it would gravely damage America's own interests. The bill passed the Senate with bipartisan support in June, and incorporates several anti-China bills. Pressure mounts for a House version to pass in December. Beijing has promised retaliation if the bill makes it through Congress. Last weekend, a five-member bipartisan U.S. congressional delegation visited Taiwan. The Chinese embassy warned the delegation to cancel the trip. Representative Slotkin said, I'm not going to be bullied by China. Representative Mace referred to Taiwan as the Republic of Taiwan. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Kyle Rittenhouse says he's destroying the weapon he used in self-defense last year in Wisconsin. While appearing on a podcast, Rittenhouse saying he doesn't want anything to do with the AR-15 style weapon he used in August 2020 in Kenosha. The shooting happened during riots and looting after protests of the police shooting of an armed Jacob Blake, who was trying to elude police officers. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Six in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am at Eric on the Rock of Talk, AM 600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Good stuff right there. A little uh, foreplay there in the Boston. I, once you start listening to Boston, you just can't stop here for hour number three, uh, commercial free 
the rest of the way, uh, we got to get a real very quick check on uh, traffic and weather with Rudy Grande. Three wrecks on I-25. Let's check on where they're at. Unfortunately, it happened in the past few minutes here. This is going to be I-25 northbound right past San Mateo and then the second one right after San Antonio. These two wrecks are closing the right two lanes. Now we have another one southbound I-25 also just before San Antonio. So it is a lot of flashing red lights and a lot of slow traffic heading away from uh, Paseo del Norte towards downtown. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the rock. All right. Thank you, Rudy. And we'll see you uh, early tomorrow uh, for for tomorrow's uh, broadcast. That'll be good. Let's get back with our Murder Mike and uh, finish up the update, uh, Murder Mike. Go ahead. I'm doing great. Boy, it's really, it's really good hearing Rudy back on the air. I'm not, nothing like hearing really good, concise traffic reporting and not just something as generic. So I like that. That's, you can count on Rudy for giving us up-to-date traffic. Otherwise, this morning, there was a stabbing in the 9900 block of Avalon. The victim was stabbed in the head, transported to UNMH. His current condition is unknown. And in traffic news this morning, this is really affecting the Los Alamos residents. State Road 4 at mile marker 57, the rock slide. Crews are working to clear up, and it should reopen soon. So we got that going on. Statistically, we're looking at a very quiet night in the Albuquerque area last night. One domestic disturbance was reported, two residential burglaries. One was a burglary in progress. Upon arrival by APD, they secured the perimeter, and the suspect didn't even know APD was outside until they left the, the residence with their goods and saw cops everywhere. So, <laughs> ah, there you go. Talk about stupid criminals. They were taken custody of that incident. We also had one incident involving a mental patient, two down and outs in the East Central at Wyoming area, a drug overdose involving fentanyl, a Narcan was administered, and chest compressions were given until first responders arrived. There was also one threat of suicide reported, and uh, my papers sticking together, and a five-year-old was assaulted by their mother last night. The condition of the child is unknown. The mother was taken into custody for questioning. Uh, how was that call- even called in? I mean, is a five-year-old call in to 911? What, what happens there? Uh, usually, it, it's a result of a domestic disturbance. Okay. And then uh, when the police get there, they find out there's, you know, there's always a uh, extenuating circumstances when they get there. So it's never, you never know on domestic disputes when you get there. That's why they always send at least two officers. That is one of the most dangerous calls that officers have to go respond to other than traffic stops. So, uh, you know, when they respond to a, a domestic dispute, no matter who they take into custody, the other person is going to get mad and assault the officers. That just happens, you know, so that, that's dangerous for officers. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah, there was a stolen car reported. And several one. cold exposures were reported. One driver was arrested, and there was nine shots fired calls. So that's a look at the calm and quiet evening beginning the uh, month of December. Eddie, down, back to you gentlemen. Have oh, a great evening and be safe out there. All right. Uh, another Chamber of Commerce uh, traffic report there by uh, <laughs> you know, all the compliments and everything. I've always heard Murder Micah is, is, is right about that with the um, with the cops. They just they hate to go out to those domestic violence things because – you know, in the modern era, you know, he might be drinking, she might be on drugs, the brother-in-law's there, you've got people living, multiple adults living in a house now, that the old days of the traditional, you know, guy smacks his wife around, I mean, it's just so much more crazy now, you know, it's just there's so many more people involved and something, somebody comes, women are fighting back, I guess that's a good thing, but if it just perpetuates more violence, maybe it's not a good thing, you know, so um, I, I just, God, I would hate to be a cop in a 
you're in a leafy suburb in Fairfield County, Connecticut. You don't have a lot of sympathies for me from me if you're a cop. If you're a cop in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where there is just drugs and violence and gang activity and just people doing all kinds of crazy, stupid stuff, you you have my uh, my best wishes, uh, young men and young women, as you go out there to try to bring some peace to this uh, disturbed city. Well, it is uh, increasingly too, especially as uh, you continue to turn the screws on us. Um, you know. Mass lockdown. Oh yeah, backs, that's helping. Kind of stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, people risking their jobs and stuff. Uh, by the way, I'm uh, done with abusive. Uh, you know, if you want to uh, abuse me or to, you know, and let me say, let me preface it by saying this: this is uh, something that came from a very good friend. I'll just put it that way. Um, Eddie has opposite attraction. Please ask him to be cautious, as many people tried to take advantage of him. You are good for him. Don't mince words as it's good for him to hear what's needed during his run. And tell him, I told you to do that. And you look out for his back because there's opposite signs that are going to try to wreak havoc uh, in his life. Um, so apparently I up- attract a lot of opposite people. And I think I was telling you earlier today, Dowd, I was like, I'm just done with like anybody who wants to just start yelling or, you know, cussing at me or anything. Like, I don't think you realize who you're talking to. <laughs> Like, do you realize, like, the things that I've done and I've accomplished and that I've done for people and how I've helped people and all that? Like, I just am just kind of done. And, you know, people who, for whatever reason, feel like they don't need to trust me or, you know, need to kind of come out against me, I'm I'm done with you, too. So I think we're just going forward. You just got to help people and just try to stay positive. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, you know, the echo that I want to send out to everybody, you know, moving forward. I'm just not going to put up with it. So uh, on that front, here it is. Uh, this helps attract a lot of personalities and codependent personalities uh, to uh, Eddie. Uh, these are not compatible with him because uh, as much as he has broad shoulders, he should not try to help everybody. And you were saying before the show, Dowd, I think this whole show about, you know, me and the candidacy and everything, but since we're on these these topics, well, people know that I always answer my phone and take calls, but I have now gotten into the point where I'm just blocking people, blocking numbers, you know, blocking just, you know, like I've got emails that are just filtering out. Just like, I just don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, uh, the last 10 years, I can't tell you the amount of free radio, the interviews, um, the level of generosity that I've offered people. Um, and it's the real deal, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I know a little of it, but it's, I'm sure yeah, there's even I, more that I don't know about. <laughs> I have given up so much. Um, you know, for one particular person in my life, you know, I did it for her, like, in more ways, uh, you know, than I can possibly even describe uh, it, at it. And, I mean, being a superhero is just like, I just don't do that anymore. I've now got to the point where I'm starting to think about my health. You know, I've been sitting in steam rooms and playing golf and taking care of myself. But most off, you know, I've missed, you know, people say suicide is the most selfish thing that you can do. The most selfish thing that you could ever do in your entire life is, and I'll, I'll tell you, just because it exposes so many people, suicide, you're gone. Right. But if you have an affair, when you have an affair, it literally, and you have children and everything involved, it literally just ruins and excoriates everything. It just, it just does, folks. And it's one of the things that you just, you know, have to have to learn. And and unfortunately, I had to learn that, you know, and people need to understand that that, um, you know, being dishonest in your your own personal life with that, because you're looking for an outlet or you're looking for a way to 
you know, sort of justify not feeling well or taking care of things. Like those are things that you just don't have to do. And the thing is, is no matter if you started out bad, it's never going to end up good. If I could be any more abundantly clear with you, just it's never going to end up good. If it starts from a bad place, if anything starts from a bad place, don't think that something good is going to come out of it. Okay. Or if you're in it to take it, it's not, nothing is going to come good out of it. Okay. If you don't want to be in a marriage, get a divorce because you're incompatible, but work it out with that person, especially during the holidays, be upfront with them. Let them know that this is, if aunt, you put your, and you miss out on years of, of, of your life, you miss out on all of these wonderful things that you could have been a part of. If you had just, you know, hung in there and figured out, well, okay, I didn't want to be married to you, or I, I did want to be married to you, but we just didn't work it out the right way. Like people need to understand these things and you have to be genuinely remorseful about it. And I can probably say that I've been, you know, genuinely remorseful for, for doing that for a very long time. Okay. And the thing is, is I never felt genuinely remorseful towards other people, but other than to the people that I really violated their trust, you know what I mean? But I have always, always been extraordinarily generous regardless, but that doesn't make me a good person. Being generous doesn't make you a good person. Okay. Uh, that's not what gets you, you know, into heaven, if you will. But I have started to really think about death a lot, maybe more so now than ever. Um, because when you start confronting your mortality and who you are and what you, what, what you've become, and then you start to think of things like legacy and all of these things, like these are really, really critical, important things. And, and people's character gets exposed and, and trust me, you can change that. You can, you can improve upon that. And, you know, Dowd yesterday was, you know, for the first time, Dowd walked up to me and it felt like a million dollars, <laughs> like an absolute million dollars. He came out, he, he walked in and he actually put like, and Dowd does not touch anybody no, ever. This is the most amount of affection you could likely receive. I hug and kiss Dowd. dogs all morning, but I don't yeah. touch people. <laughs> but he literally put his hand on my shoulder and he says that I'm happy for you. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm really happy because I really, really want to be happy. I've been so unhappy uh, for a very long time without even actually realizing it. And when your son, who you couldn't, who you didn't spend as much time with as you possibly could have, turns around and looks up at you with an ice cream in your hand, in, in his hand, and literally says, this is the best weekend of my life. Let me tell you it changes every single part about you. You aren't interested. And I can tell you the only thing that I actually, you know, cry for or get sad for or anything is when I think of little boys. And the reason why is because I was once a little boy and I know what's going through their head as they're growing up. I literally have my memories from when I was growing up and I was, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. And my kids are just starting to make you know, those memories in their head and it's solidified. I can see their, their smiles end to end. So in terms of improving my quality of life, uh, folks, let, let me just say this. Uh, I, I'm not going to put up with abusive anything and nor should you. And if you were in an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship, you know, and you make that choice for yourself, you know, there are, there, there is the ability to get addicted to people and, and things and situations and drama. And when I, <laughs> I, she literally sent me this and I was like, this is good. She says, tell Eddie, just be careful. It's an extremely busy year and he's a rabbit people like to make him the sacrificial target. 
Women are very attracted to him, but vet them first before having a relationship as they are a lot of his problems. Because of his buffalo inside, he's really busy and a lot of missteps can and will be made. So think twice before leaping. Too many people are envious of him and that is also not taken well by many. I mean, literally, I mean, scripted top to bottom. That is why asking for guidance each morning before stepping out to start the day. And that, that's what I want to say here. You know, um, asking for guidance. That's not asking a friend. That's not, hey, I need to call a friend because I need someone to talk to me or something. That's not the guidance we're talking about. We're talking about listening to your internal source, right? Your internal pieces, okay? And we cannot be fractured. We have to be whole. And by that, I mean, you can't go beyond yourself or violate yourself without that coming back to haunt and hurt you. So asking for guidance is asking God for guidance. Whatever your God is, mine, of course, is, you know, I'm Catholic and uh, I'm a Christian. And you have forgiveness and you can move forward in your life. But don't let things that have happened in your past dictate the future of your life either, especially during this Christmas season especially during this time. And there's a lot of people who are looking and trying to get out and leaping onto the next thing and attaching themselves to you and, you know, riding your coattails or doing this or doing it. And, and all, all I can say is, you know, don't, don't let them. You have a responsibility to what you should be responsible to first. And that is to yourself, to God, to your family uh, that you are directly responsible for. So uh, with all that being said, I think the generosity sort of, the generosity train sort of stops. The interaction, the ability to to reach me, that just stops altogether because I am at the point where I just can't handle the level of abuse that gets directed towards me. And it's not me crying about it. It's just like I'm literally a little bit, I'm, I'm super strong, but I have to use that strength for other things. Now, Dowd, you had an observation about um, a letter that you never sent me that uh, I'd like to kind of uh, talk just a second about, if you don't mind, yeah. which is how I handle people or what you saw uh, in, hand, in me handling people. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting three months. Uh, you know, I'm not a political guy, and Eddie was running for office, and that race was dominating the show and, and everything. And it's fair to say I think I had mixed feelings about that whole situation. Oh, yeah, but you were not on board. But, but, I, uh, but, but not because I, I don't think we need to change the city and the state. I, I, it just comes down to a fundamental disagreement between the political people in, in D-Dowd Muska, where I've been in this business for 30 years, and it just doesn't seem like investing your time and attention in a politician or in a political party is getting the job done. I, I think we have to go at a much more fundamental level and change the culture. And once you have a, if you have a good, thriving culture, the politics and the elections will take care of themselves. If you have a, a, a disaster of a culture like we have in America now, no political party, no politician is going to fix things. And, and I can go to you, to you Trumpistas. And, I, and listen, as a libertarian, I was on board with a lot of what Trump was trying to do. Um, look at the response with the culture. Look at the response with the swamp. Um, thinking that the man on the white horse is going to arrive or the, or the party on a white horse is going to r- arrive and save everything to me is, is misdiagnosing the problem. So we all agree about uh, the, the need for change. We just disagree about what are the best tools to employ to affect that change. But one of the things that I really noticed during the, the campaign, during the show, was Eddie, when people would call in and they would, you know, they, they would ask about a problem that is very local in their neighborhood or something, uh, you know, somebody wasn't getting uh, the, some check from some government agency or something. And I, I think as a politician or a budding politician, you could be very cynical about that sort of thing and just say, well, I'm not going to waste my time with this person. But Eddie would spend these you know, big chunks of time 
uh, with these people. And it kind of reminded me of my father. My father is a feeler. Uh, he's not a thinker. He's not a stupid man, but he's much more of a feeler than a thinker. And he's kind of interesting because Eddie's a feeler, but he also has a very high intellectual element there, too. Um, you know, my father is the, is the Bill Clinton type. You know, he, he'll if somebody says something's going wrong in their life and they're shopping at the at the orchard, you know, my father will put his arm around that person and pray with them and get down on his on one knee and talk to that person for the next three hours. Whereas some of us who are maybe a little less social and maybe a little less nice wouldn't wouldn't have that reaction. But it struck me how much the contrast between someone accusing Eddie of saying this is, and saying this is a publicity stunt to promote his radio show versus what I saw, which was genuine care and concern for these people. And, uh, and I, I, I did write a letter about that. There were some other things too. And, and, uh, one of them, Eddie was the idea that, you know, maybe with the Kiva community, we go beyond the radio station and with you as a leader and we figure out ways to be more active in the community with some type of community or oriented organization, charitable and nonprofits in this state. They're all in the tank for the establishment. Uh, they all lean left. You know, what can we what can we do as a community beyond just, you know, attacking the government and suggesting better ways to have public policy? But um, Eddie, uh, there's this, there was this real genuineness there that you don't see in a lot of people. And I'll I certainly include myself. I'm, I'm much more of a standoffish type. But uh, I think Eddie genuinely cares about his community. And I but I also have seen it with people in my life where sometimes you can care too much and those people can really take advantage and, and sort of bleed you dry. So if you're if you care so much that you're letting your own best interests your relationships your health suffer then you're taking it you know way 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 too far and you know i always tell the story the only reason i'm in new mexico is because i turned 40 my last grandparent died my dog died i looked around my life and i saw how unhealthy a lot of the things i was doing were to me uh and i came out here and just totally revamped things i'm eating better and i'm with my corrales dogs every morning and i'm sleeping better you know you have to you can't help anyone if you're not in a good place yourself exactly and, and there's a difference you know that, that, that twain said you know that there was some difference between two two concepts was the difference between lightning and lightning bug you know the difference between being in a good place and a healthy place and a good mental space and being in a bad place is the difference between lightning yeah. and lightning bug you're talking about two completely different universes uh, and so I'm glad to hear Eddie uh, talk about what he's been talking about today. And uh, I think he, I think we all, and listen, we've all taken it in the shorts. Uh, COVID has not made our lives easier. COVID, the, the policy response to COVID uh, has not made our lives easier. And we've had predatory politicians who, nothing they've done surprises me because I study these people for a living. But the fact that they preen themselves on claiming to care about people when actually what they're doing is is measurably worse than 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 the great barrington declaration and letting this letting this germ work its way through the population and focus on the people most most at risk um if you were in a bad place before rona lockdown right. started it has only accelerated yeah. um and uh, we we are in a spiritual crisis we had a lot of mental and health problems and and you know we had the loneliness epidemic we had deaths of despair years before the lockdown started and that's just taken multiplied everything by the power of X and uh, we're, this is a dark time. Eddie, he's used that kind of terminology before in the last couple of days. And I, I completely agree with him and um, none of us are going to get better and we're not going to be able to make the reality of our lives better unless we, unless we focus on our own health first. You know, they always say on the plane, get your oxygen mask on before you help the little ones. Cause you're no help to anybody if you pass out. And it's just something we all got to remember, especially as Eddie said, holiday time, uh, that can be tough for a lot of people. And it is tough. And I think you know, we need to be mindful of, of that other people are going through tough times. So, you know, drive a little nicer, be a little cooler, 
um, you know, uh, smile a little bigger, uh, tell people please and thank you. I always, as you see, my kids, they're the most mannered kids that there is. Uh, you will not find. And your manners will get you absolutely everywhere. And uh, as well, you know, just being open uh, to th things. But remember that this is a very predatory time of oh. year, okay? People are going to be feeling lonely. They're going to be feeling it. That is as much as you want that to be and you want to help. But please, this is not the time to make life decisions uh, for the rest of your life in an uncertain time. Um, not leaving yourself open. I mean, we're going to go through a very tumultuous 2022. Uh, we know this. We know the economy is sick. We know it needs some uh, severe healing. I mean, these are all things that you must prepare for. I am more, I am more concerned and worried, believe it or not, for 2022 than I was going into 2021. Dead on. Absolutely. I, I just, I just don't see things improving to the point. Like we have created a new mentality. And with that mentality, and this is nationwide. I mean, look at the look at the ridiculousness that some of these corporations are doing with the the vaccinations and the judgment, and you know, and and now we're scaling all the way back to zero percent vaccinations and forcing everybody. Like people are not in control of their own lives, their own destiny, and you're not going to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like this is crammed down communism, which happens. Remember when communism was installed in the Soviet, and it was installed, by the way. <laughs> That's the way it works, okay? That happened over a progression of about 17 or 18 years. We're in year two of this. And if you think for a second that it's not going to get progressively worse, if you don't think that they're going to just do everything they can to destroy Donald Trump to make sure he doesn't come back, Donald Trump is their inspiration for keeping these people coddled and controlled by saying, you don't want that terrible man, yet we see Chris Cuomo, we see all the other crap that's happened out there. Like, these are the liars. These are the, the people who are pushing all this stuff, and they will stop at nothing. These are the godless, the most godless people there is, okay? They don't believe, in, and, and you literally heard Dowd say it's spiritual. I'm surprised at that. You don't get that, for, and but people are really, really aching, hurting, trying to get so, to some different direction right now. And yet the government is going to step in once again and tell you what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, who is good and who is bad. And, hey, vote for me. That's that, that's what is on the slate next week. And I know a lot of you are driving around in your cars tonight, you know, you know, thinking about some of the things that I'm said. But but please just be be absolutely mindful. This is not the time right now to make life decisions uh, during this time, because there is a hell of a a whole host of things that are taking place uh, in 2022. In fact, the gatherings, uh, you know, even those are getting uh, policed again. We're going to see some of that, those restrictions. I know they're trying to say like everything's open. It really isn't. You know, I know that there's not shutdowns, but people are still, you know, not seeing each other's faces. I was sitting at a restaurant this afternoon and um, we're sitting down at a table and I'm looking over and I see a man with a, a mask on at the table as he's talking to the person across the way. And I'm like, and uh, you know, he's a big, tall African-American uh, man over there. He's talking to this, this, this woman on, on his table who came to see him. They don't take their masks off the entire time except to eat. I'm like, what incredible foolishness. Yep. And they are getting this stuff hook, line and sinker. And I do want to kind of talk a little bit about race uh, since I did bring it up because these are ways that, uh, are characterized now in Santa Fe, New Mexican. Let me let me read you the headline and just show you the the theater of the absurd. That's what we have in the state of New Mexico. We have it most other places too. It's because it's the media. Liberal media is everywhere. 
if you're ABC News, NBC News, CBS News, any of that stuff, I just I'm I'm just uh, signed up to get rid of the AP. Thank God, <clears throat> done with that. Um, first black golfer to play Masters dies at age 87. That's the headline. Well, I'm like, well, well, who was the first black golfer uh, to play at the Masters? Does he have a name? Right, right. Like, wouldn't we actually know if this was significant? If we were going to focus on race yeah. in this country? Oh, 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 yeah. If you actually look, the guy's name is Lee Elder. Well, I didn't know that. You know how important it is to any of us? It's not important at all. But this is front page news for the Santa Fe, New Mexican, at the first black golfer. Uh, how about the first Hispanic golfer? Are we going to put that out there? How about the first Chinese golfer? Left-handed. The first, uh, yeah, first lefted. Yeah, exactly. This is complete and total ridiculousness. You are being conditioned all the time on race. You know what? I, I generally don't like, and I'm going to say this abundantly and clearly so that you all understand, anybody who is advancing themselves first as a characterization of their background, their race, okay? Anyone who's doing that is immediately racist. I want you to, to repeat this to yourself. If you identify as white, Hispanic, black, Asian, and that's how you say, well, I'm an Asian, I'm a Hispanic. If, if you do that, you're racist, okay? So we're going to do the flip on this because I think we need to start educating an entire population because every Black person who's talking about Black Lives Matter, racist. Every one of them. If they're advancing the cause for Black Lives Matter or they have their sob story about what happened. At, no, it didn't happen to you. I'm sorry. If you're running around, you're 35, 40 years of age, 45, 50 years of age, and, and you're in this position. You're like, well, this stuff I got discriminated against. No, you didn't. I call BS. There isn't this scourge of racism that's going on. You have created a narrative which is ruining what's left of our country. And, 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 and going forward, we now have to teach this to our children. So they are now becoming indoctrinated and racist. And now we're considering superiority of certain races now. That's what we're doing. And all of this stuff is breaking down. Have you noticed like how much this is breaking down? I mean, the, the, the chief, I would say, racist uh, going on in, in public right now in the sports world is LeBron. His whole narrative is crumbling everywhere he goes. He's getting fined. He's getting hated because, and all he's doing is playing the whole Rittenhouse thing. At Arizona State, they're trying to kick out Rittenhouse. Yeah. They're having uh, cr crowds and throngs of people who are saying, we don't want him to be at our school. This is the type of gang mentality that's going on. DCU lecturer who called George Floyd another useless criminal defends Vogue. An yep. assistant professor at Dublin City University has defended his online criticism of the Black Lives Matter movement and insisted his controversial blog remains separate from his role as a lecturer. Mark Humphreys, a faculty member at the School of Computing, was responding after students expressed concern over personal uh, posts on his personal website, which discussed a wide range of political and religious issues. The Black Lives Matter hysteria has a script, he posted in one entry. Cop haters, criminals, leftists protest about the death injury of a criminal. The police are slandered and property is destroyed. Cops may be killed. Nothing good will happen. He also referred to George Floyd, who died in the hands of Minneapolis in May, as another useless criminal who dug his own grave. I would challenge each and every one of you to try and disagree with anything that he says in those true statements. But because that's truth, he's getting hated. 
He is getting ridiculed, and they're going to try and drive him out of there. Floyd, a black career criminal, this isn't even the United States, folks. That's right. <laughs> was stopped by police after using forged money while high on drugs. He physically resisted arrest and was held to ground where he died. There you go. This is an Irish guy. He's looking at us like, oh, yeah, we see what's going on right now with Black Lives Matter. The Rittenhouse resulted in the Ahmad Arbery trial. And here goes the New York Times, right? Very interesting. The most effective way to achieve racial justice, the re, uh, reader, uh, the writer uh, writes, can sometimes be to downplay race. This may seem like counterintuitive, and it can certainly feel unsatisfying to people who are committed to reducing the toll of racism in the United States, but it's one of the lessons of the murder convictions last week of three white men in Georgia and killing Amon Arbery. I want to revisit the case because it has a broader relevance to American politics. This is a leftist, basically, okay? And he is amplifying racism at the very same time that he's saying, you know what, we're getting to the point where we need to stop talking about race anymore. We need to kind of back away from this whole entire thing and uh, just look at this as just straight law and order. For the verdicts, some observers criticize the strategy, saying that Dunkowski was weakening her case by ignoring the defendant's motive. Was there a motive? Is the media responsible and culpable in all this and forcing Black Lives, down, Black Lives Matter down the throats of people? Are they not inciting these riots and inciting these people by making certain races within our country feel less than, right? Is that, is that, is that the, the goal of Black Lives Matter, to make sure that white people endure the same level of slavery, the same level of a reduction that, you know, black people uh, unfortunately had to endure during the 1800s, 1900s? I think so. I think that's probably the whole entire thing which is why you see stuff like Jesse Smollett continuing to do what he does. <laughs> we know that he created this whole entire thing, but now it's getting justified by his counsel who's saying that he was the victim. And he had two black men who were with him. This is MAGA country, right? They bought the Chicago. stuff. They had the receipts. They did everything. They were in a polar vortex, minus 22 degrees on one of the coldest nights. And he fakes a hate crime. He staged a hate crime against himself. This is how confident these people are in their narrative and their ability to go ahead and continue to construct it. But it is now being exposed from the people who are leading Black Lives Matter to uh, Ilan Omar's husband, you know, being a white person. Uh, you have all, have you seen the, the squad and who they're married to? Uh, even Ocasio-Cortez. Her boyfriend, right? They're constantly playing racism all the time, playing this kind of stuff up. The woke messaging is going away, and this is actually going to be severe blowback against the left. This is going to help, I think, finally and inevitably push back against the left. And I'm happy to say that, that this is happening right now, because I think we're about to become decidedly less racist about things. As much, the more people talk about racism, the more racist they become, there's no question about it. Because now you're forced to pick a side. If you don't support Black Lives Matter, you're immediately racist, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the whole entire thing? The whole thing is you are immediately racist. Like, how, how did I become racist because an organization come, uh, came up with a narrative and drove it into the media? Oh, yeah, you're, you're immediately racist. Uh, you're selfish if you, don't get, uh, if you don't mask or vax, right? 
you're selfish. So all the things that you don't allow to be chosen to do, that you choose not to do, you immediately become guilty for because you choose not to do them, meaning you don't have a choice. Your only choice now is to be a racist by supporting Black Lives Matter. If that doesn't make sense to you, then you're unsavable. You have to understand that these are political causes that are manufactured. And yes, these are the exact types of exact types of things. They use the instance, and now we have video to drive a narrative that will create communism over a level of 18 years. Maybe a lot quicker here in the United States if they have anything to do with it. And Salvation Army in on this too, you saw this doubt. Mm-hmm. Responds to critics of woke messaging backpedals by withdrawing anti-racism guide for appropriate review. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is, I guess, is a national review uh, expose. The uh, Salvation Army. We all hear the bell ringers this time of year, and many of us put money in in the till there. Uh, but like anything else, I mean, any large corporation, any large nonprofit, they're going woke. Uh, according to the National Review investigation, Salvation Army distributed a guidebook let's talk about racism and of course when we quote unquote talk about racism we can only come at it from one direction right yes. uh the organization calls christians to reflect on and rectify um, salvation army of course is a religious organization uh reflect on and rectify their contributions to the social inequities and prejudicial systems that have harmed minorities citing its international position statement on racism salvation army writes that it acknowledges with regret that Salvationists have sometimes shared in the sins of racism uh, and, and conform to economic, organizational, and social pressures that perpetuate racism. Again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, um, we, we say it all the time, Eddie. We, we felt like a couple decades after the Civil Rights uh, Revolution, when, when Jim Crow was done away with, segregation was done away with, there was a tremendous uh, integration movement over the decades. Uh, we had, you know, we, we, we were setting that stuff aside then came uh the salvation of us all right barack obama it's gone completely in the opposite direction then saint george of fentanyl died uh with all those drugs in his body and we've just gone backwards uh we've just dialed black back the, the, the clock uh decades you, you you're citing that thing about the black golf ready it's so fascinating what was only interesting about this man is that he was black not anything particular to his life or maybe he had some interesting things to say or it was his life story was very interesting the fact that he was black and the fact that we have republicans in this state voting en masse for black education black history black history is american history there's no difference if you're teaching american history you're teaching black the black people in america who happen to be americans one of my one of my favorite stories of all of american history is the lewis and clark expedition they go out to the West Coast. They've got to overwinter somewhere before they turn back and come back to report to Jefferson. Meriwether Lewis, William Clark, they allow all the members of the party to vote. Everybody gets an equal vote. This is in the early 1800s, like 1804, 1805. Uh, the French guy, Charbonneau, and his 16-year-old wife, we, you may know her as Sacagawea. Uh, we have a coin with, with her yeah, uh, who was enormously, right. uh, enormously uh, useful on that, on that journey with them you know, pregnant most of the time, like most women were back then, she got a vote. Uh, William Clark's black slave got a vote over where they were going to have, where they were going to pitch camp uh, uh, for the winter and overwinter in, in Oregon, Washington, the, the Columbia River up there. Um, what a fascinating story. Direct democracy long before uh, the 13th Amendment did away with slavery. A, a 16-year-old squaw woman got a vote. A black slave got a vote. That's part of American history too, folks. It's not all the bad stuff. You got to tell the whole story. Uh, we are going through this 
cultural sicko kind of Chinese cultural revolution kind of thing in the 60s where we all have to get up and admit our sins publicly. Um, th- this is a sick time. I've never seen – I've said it before. I'm 49 years old. I've never seen the country like this. Ward Connerly, great civil rights activist from California, you cannot use race to get beyond race. The way you get beyond race is to not think about race anymore and to treat people as individuals. Good stuff, Dowd. Um, and I think uh, I do want to play something from Jordan Peterson uh, that is uh, right on point with this. Um, and it is uh, from PragerU. Um, and before we, uh, hopefully I'll get to this uh, uh, very quickly, we do want to read off our top five uh, quick stories uh, of the day. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll do a uh, top three. Uh, Albuquerque police officers may be uh, who have been punished may get back pay. I'm uh, going to click on that on our, our daily blast uh, rock of talk dot chat. Number two, a one year drive by murder out in Clovis of all places remains unsolved. It's not just Albuquerque. <laughs> and uh, number three, we'll just do three today. Uh, Biden administration is maybe dooming its own presidency by going for build back better. Great. Uh, Commentary piece by Reason Magazine. You can subscribe to the Daily Blast at rockoftalk.chat. There you go. All right, uh, Dad, we'll see you bright and early uh, tomorrow. We're going to take a quick uh, break. I'll bring it back. And uh, when we return, I'm going to play some uh, Jordan Peterson uh, for you. And it's along the lines of all the stuff that we have uh, just talked about. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day, local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229, 884-8229. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tanrio Westlight. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Petfolk Gone Wild and Rio Ranchos, Pampers Pets, all-natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Petfolk Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Petfolk Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Petfolk Gone Wild Rewards Card. 5% off at checkout. Petfolk Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. All right, uh, 649 here. I wanted to play this uh, here for you, and uh, it has a lot to do with what we were just talking about, race and how we get to this. And, you know, this glorification of particular races or the celebration uh, and being, I think, too prideful of, you know, people's race is just, it's gotten like the marketability is just, beyond ridiculous and and i do want to say something with regard to the things that don't get covered right and we saw what happened in um you know daryl brooks and um in in wisconsin with running over all these people now the in the wakesha parade daryl brooks is uh he's now been jailed he's been brought in he had so much hateful speech towards white people it was not even i mean got to go look at some of the posts that have uh, uh, sort of been screen grabs of 
of what he had. Like this was all done on purpose. And the mainstream media is completely and totally missing this. Now, Glenn Beck talked about this a little bit this morning. That they're still playing up their Charlottesville. They're still playing up all that. But here's a guy who's literally running over kids literally running over every single person that he possibly could. Well, he's right there for what reason? I guess he's mad about the Rittenhouse thing. Uh, that's where this is going, believe it or not. Uh, he's going to be talking to Fox News in an exclusive, exclusive first jailhouse interview. I don't know how honest he'll be. I think that what will actually be more honest for him is to go back and look at all his social media postings and the stuff that he has. Now, uh, again, if you aren't thinking about how to think about things, then you can't think about things. So I want to talk... Uh, uh, about a guy who can help you think about things, which is Jordan Peterson. And he breaks this down uh, pretty, pretty good. This is uh, from PragerU. And it just talks about leftism and why it's so popular among uh, younger Americans. And if you haven't followed me on Instagram, you certainly can at rockoftalk.com. Um, I, and I won't follow you if you don't follow me back. It's just, just, just generally how I work. Unless I know you or something like that. But uh, take a listen to this. I think it's important. Um, that you understand, you know, the structure of all this. So many people that are attracted to radical left ideas, for example, they're predominantly young people, not only, but predominantly. And, you know, they're looking for a causal myth, let's say. They're looking for a myth and a, and a causal explanation, and it's fed to them. It's not a surprise that they devour it. Some of that's malevolence because it gives them a target for their resentment and their anger, but some of it's just ignorance. They haven't been taught... Uh, more comprehensive viewpoint. I mean, you're trying to do that at least to some degree on PragerU, and you're having some success with young people as well, which is quite interesting. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't charge the young people with malevolence. I charge the old, the people teaching them with malevolence. People who teach the 1612 narrative are malevolent. They loathe the United States, and this is their way of of uh, destroying our society by by teaching young people that it was founded in order to preserve slavery. It's a gargantuan lie. And again, uh, I, I just need to say this again. Uh, I, uh, to the dismay of many of my fellow conservatives, because I, I read comments on my pieces on the Internet, I'm interested in comments. And uh, many think I'm a fool or no, they don't say naive uh, for distinguishing between liberals and leftists. But the, the, it's a huge distinction. And the only way for the salvation of the West is to teach liberals that the left is their enemy and not the right. That is the, that is the key uh, task of all of us. Liberalism has nothing in common with leftism, and it has everything in common with conservatism. All right, listen to this, this next part. You may not realize it, but you are currently funding some dangerous people. They are indoctrinating young minds throughout the West with their resentment-ridden ideology. They have made it their life's mission to undermine Western civilization itself, which they regard as corrupt, oppressive, and patriarchal. If you're a taxpayer or paying for your kid's liberal arts degree, you're underwriting this gang of nihilists. You're supporting ideologues who claim that all truth is subjective, that all sex differences are socially constructed, and that Western imperialism is the sole source of all third world problems. They are the postmodernists, pushing progressive activism at a college near you. They produce the mobs that violently shut down campus speakers, the language police who enshrine into law use of fabricated gender pronouns, and the deans whose livelihoods depend on madly rooting out discrimination where little or none exists. Their thinking took hold in Western universities in the 60s and 70s when the true believers of the radical left became the professors of today. And now we rack up education-related debt 
not so that our children learn to think critically, write clearly, or speak properly, but so they can model their mentor's destructive agenda. It's now possible to complete an English degree and never encounter Shakespeare, one of those dead white males whose works underlie our society of oppression. To understand and oppose the postmodernists, the ideas by which they orient themselves must be clearly identified. First is their new unholy trinity of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Diversity is defined not by opinion, but by race, ethnicity, or sexual identity. Equity is no longer the laudable goal of equality of opportunity, but the insistence on equality of outcome. And inclusion is the use of identity-based quotas to attain this misconceived state of equity. All the classic rights of the West are to be considered secondary to these new values. Take, for example, freedom of speech, the very pillar of democracy. The postmodernists refuse to believe that people of goodwill can exchange ideas and reach consensus. Their world is instead a Hobbesian nightmare of identity groups warring for power. They don't see ideas that run contrary to their ideology as simply incorrect. They see them as integral to the oppressive system they wish to supplant and consider it a moral obligation to stifle and constrain their expression. Second is rejection of the free market, of the very idea that free voluntary trading benefits everyone. They won't acknowledge that capitalism has lifted up hundreds of millions of people so they can, for the first time in history, afford food, shelter, clothing, transportation, even entertainment and travel those classified as poor in the U.S. and increasingly everywhere else, are able to meet their basic needs. Meanwhile, in once prosperous Venezuela, until recently the poster child of the campus radicals, the middle class lines up for toilet paper. Third and finally are the politics of identity. Postmodernists don't believe in individuals. You're an exemplar of your race, sex, or sexual preference. You're also either a victim or an oppressor. No wrong can be done by anyone in the former group, and no good by the latter. Such ideas of victimization do nothing but justify the use of power and engender intergroup conflict. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx, the 19th century German philosopher. Marx viewed the world as a gigantic class struggle, the bourgeoisie against the proletariat, the grasping rich against the desperate poor. But wherever his ideas were put into practice, in the Soviet Union, China, Vietnam, and Cambodia, to name just a few. Whole economies failed, and tens of millions were killed. We fought a decades-long Cold War to stop the spread of those murderous notions. But they're back in the new guise of identity politics. The corrupt ideas of the postmodern neo-Marxists should be consigned to the dustbin of history. Instead, we underwrite their continuance in the very institutions where the central ideas of the West should be transmitted across the generations. Unless we stop, postmodernism will do to America and the entire Western world what it's already done to its universities. I'm Jordan Peterson, professor of psychology at the University of Toronto for Prager University. That's why you guys can uh, see all of that, and I certainly hope that you take the time to uh, follow him, uh, even Prager U. I think educating uh, yourself, even if you weren't in university, which you wouldn't want to be, given the 99% tenured professors who are there who are all vaxxed, all leftist, uh, all just progressing uh, towards the wrong angle. And these are not institutions that you would want to send your child to, to go to. Again, 
you know, sort of like my children. You have to look out for the way that they think about things and spend a little bit of time with them and you'll be able to sort of uh, eke out uh, how they're being taught, what they're being taught and how they're uh, being uh, forced to view the world, particularly at public schools. So pay attention uh, to all that. We'll see you uh, bright and early tomorrow, uh, 4 p.m. Uh, here in the Kiva. We appreciate everybody as always uh, tuning in and, you know, downloading our app. You can do that Roku, Amazon Fire. You would have seen all of that if you had your uh, Fire TV, Roku TV, or any of those uh, apps directly on your your uh, your television or your phone. You can download the app itself at rockoftalk.tv. Uh, we have a lot of people who are downloading the app uh, as well, and uh, we just appreciate your support. And uh, best thing to do is support uh, the station uh, just that uh, supports all your listening uh, by supporting our advertisers. They're going to need it during this time as uh, they're getting through the, hopefully the first black year uh, by being in the black uh, financially after a very tough 2020. We'll see you tomorrow uh, at 4 p.m. Thanks for listening. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.